0: I'm the target of a meat missile going 150 miles an hour plus. That got really <laughs> exciting all of a <laughs> sudden. I'm doing canopy safety. Um, I drive like an Asian, so I don't know if it's the most appropriate thing ever. I'm
1: killing it. Utah, talk. Give me two. You're listening to Gravity Lab Radio, hosted by DJ Marvin and produced by Nicholas Live.
2: Have we talked about skydiving the whole time? No. Lady and gentlemen. I was wondering how you were going to we handle that. Well, you think I didn't plan ahead?
1: You can't prove that?
0: Can't prove what? Well, I can oh. prove that you're a lady, I think.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Gentlemen, <laughs> I think, would be
0: harder. I've seen her hairy chest, and I don't know if she's a gentleman. Uh,
2: I just want you to know that uh, Bo is also in the room here for anyone that's... Uh, I guess he's not on the camera anywhere. But I have seen naked video of both of our guests within the last uh, three days, I think.
1: Yeah, Nick's a lucky man. Slow-mo
2: naked video of both of them doing different things.
1: Seen
0: or shot?
2: Uh, (laughs) Just seen, unfortunately.
0: Jesse, mm-hmm. speaking of naked <laughs> guests, Riley is our <laughs> guest today, and uh, she's from Velocity Sports Equipment, actually one of the advertisers for our show. Mm-hmm. Um, so instead of starting with our normal little commercial, I'm sure at some point we'll talk about VSE. So we'll uh, just say the whole show is an advertisement. There you go. Perfect. Riley, how you been?
1: I've been well, enjoying the Texas heat. Texas, heat, it's not that hot. It's it's a wet hot.
0: It's wet, man. Mm-hmm. A buddy was in town, Jay, recently, and he every time we stepped outside, he would mention the humidity to me. Mm-hmm. And I've been here 12, 13 years now, and I just forget it exists. I just deal with it.
1: We were in California last week, and it was 105 at the drop zone, and it did not feel nearly this hot.
0: Well, yeah, which drop zone? Skydance. It's so dry, right? hmm
1: yeah, it, it, it was a pleasant 105.
0: I like it. I started in Southern California, Elsinore, Paris, San Diego... And I like it. 110, 115, I'm not in love, but it's it's dry. <laughs> it's doable. Yeah, I'm not walking into a shower when Dust I walk devils. outside. Yeah, you just take a break for lunch and take a siesta. Mm-hmm. You know, those people down there got it right. Yeah. So, Riley, man, I met you the first time last year, February or April or somewhere, PIA. Mm-hmm. And you just started working for Velocity Sports.
2: Hang on, what's PIA? Explain that to, to oh, anyone who doesn't damn, know. Yeah,
0: that's a good statement. Um... Uh, Bo, why don't you explain? That? <laughs> PIA, Parachute Industry Association, is an association, and uh, they have. Oh, a symp- that's really that's <laughs> nice. <laughs> About parachute. Thanks for clearing About that par- up. parachute industry. industry yeah, uh, they have a symposium every two years. A conference, can we call it? Yeah, yeah, like uh, electronic expo, it, but it's a bunch of seminars during the day and the afternoon. There's an a uh, expo exhibition exhibition hall, uh, not the video type you watched. Uh, just showing all of the manufacturers' <laughs> goods, wares, uh, talking to each other. Really, it's it's a gangbang of manufacturers. That's what mm-hmm. I really see it
1: as. Manufacturers showing their stuff to other manufacturers. Yeah.
2: Would you say it's a dick flexing competition to some extent?
1: Not. Re- I mean,
0: a couple guys maybe, but I think most of it's very friendly. Very. Mm-hmm. It's. It's more like a bunch of hippies got together and made skydiving gear and cater to the military. It's it's a lot about rigging. There's a lot of rigging seminars, a lot of rigging information. Learn the newest thing about gear. Um, last year, what's that name? Uh, what's his nuts? Rigging mm-hmm. innovation. Rigging uh-huh. innovation uh, released their new MARD. The Mojo, I believe, is the name of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, you get to see it hands on. Get to talk to them. Have them explain it. The pros, the cons. Infinity Velocity Sports Equipment in fifteen announced their new deployment bag bridal attachment system. So a lot of people are like, "Hey, how does this fit? How do I use this?" Um, you can't sell at PIA, but you can measure. You can't. I mean, basically, you can sell. You just can't take orders. Uh, so get measured by Riley.
1: Mm-hmm. Really, anywhere though.
0: <laughs> get measured anywhere.
1: Yes. Yeah. Uh, anywhere. Glad, yeah. Got a story about that. Last time I was at Skydance. I was measuring someone, and my grandparents live about five minutes away from Skydance, and I was measuring, taking a guy's measurements, and I was bending down. And in front of my grandparents, he said, if you want to measure my dick, just ask. <laughs> and I turned and said, thank <laughs> you for that. And these are my grandparents. Hey, Grandma, can you give me a hand? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I heard homeboys packing.
0: Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. So you French
1: Mark, if you're out there, thank you.
0: French Mark, is that the worst measuring story you have?
1: Oh, they're all a little bit awkward, but that's the only one that really comes to mind.
0: All of the measuring stories are awkward?
1: I mean, all the measuring experiences. It's like, will you hold this on your nipples for me? Can I poke you in the belly button? That's, that's not that awkward. Sounds exciting. Mm-hmm. I had
0: a grown man <laughs> touch my junk today. Yeah, that's okay. awkward. What Did you go to the doctor? <laughs> what exciting. Happened? I had my uh, FAA medical for tandems today. Mm-hmm. been getting FAA medicals for 16, 17 years or something. And they've never grabbed my junk till today. Ah. I feel violated. You've been missing
2: out. Is that what you mean?
0: Uh, no, I feel sad. Give you a prostate exam. The w- the weirdest part is. Did you turn your head and cough? Did he t- did he give you that? He tells me turn your head and cough, and then as he's grabbing my balls, he starts talking <laughs> to me and asks me to. And I look him straight in the eye. I'm like, you're touching my nuts and asking me to look at you while I talk. Just fucking make me cough, buddy. It was so the most awkward That sounds afternoon. super exciting. I came home and, and took a shower right <laughs> in the corner. <laughs> it's that That's me venting for my afternoon.
1: I can say I've never experienced uh, that. Uh, yeah, but I'm You're
0: sure you women out. deal with worse.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. very invasive.
0: Oh, God. Yeah. So he just touched my mm-hmm. naughty points. Let's
2: talk about skydiving <laughs> instead, can so, we? So
0: Riley, when did you start jumping? Let's get back. Let's get to it.
1: Uh, Not that long ago, actually. I did my first tandem like 10 or 12 years ago, but... Didn't start actually jumping until 2015 was my first AFF jump. And And then got my A license in 2016. And where did you start at? Paris. Paris. All of it at Paris, a little
0: bit, till 100 jumps. How long were you there?
1: I would say I'd done the bulk of my jumps at CSC, Chicagoland. But I did like 1 through 35 at Paris.
0: Do you remember who your instructor was?
1: I had a few. I had a lot. Yeah? I had... Yeah, I mean, oh, pretty much everyone who was there at the time. You went through them all. Yeah.
0: Bo, don't take any of this personal, <laughs> man. Bo's just. Bo was
1: one <laughs> of them. He poached me.
0: Were you an instructor at Paris at some point? Uh-huh. Man, we'll have to talk to Bo more about that later. Mm-hmm. I, I forget you have a very diverse background. Um, that was how we met. Ah, so you started dating Bo before all of this? As far as Bo looking works for, for PD, you work for yeah. Infinity. Mm-hmm. I met you two together at, at PIA and mm-hmm. and had no clue what your personal backgrounds were. Mm-hmm. Except I cyber stalked you before you <laughs> went <worked at> Infinity. <laughs>
1: That's just because my boss can't <laughs> use the internet. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Kelly is looking at hiring this girl and says, hey man, uh, do you know anybody by the name of Riley Marshall? I'm like, I got no fucking clue. Uh, we have mutual friends. I'm like, I, I don't know. So he had, we're talking on the phone and he asked me to look her up on Facebook. And yeah, he can't use smartest guy in the world, mm-hmm. can't use the internet.
1: I know. I'm like the IT department at work. Sean? No, that's me. Oh,
0: uh, Sean is also illiterate?
1: Oh, uh, you know, he, he gets by. <laughs> <laughs> he gets by.
0: Not the computer-savviest guys.
2: So, what, what got you back into skydiving? What what? You, it sounds like there was a long time between tandems and AFF for you. So when
1: I did my first tandem, I was only 16, not to name the drop zone, but I didn't get my ID checked. Um, and riding up on the plane, I was seeing all the fun jumpers and was like, I want to do that someday. And so when I landed, I asked all the questions of how long it takes, how much it costs, all that. And basically was like, once I have enough money, I'm doing that. Uh, and then I went away to school and got a job after school. And one of my coworkers was a skydiver, like competitively. And she was saying, you would love skydiving. And I was like, actually, I've been <laughs> basically saving up to start skydiving since i did my first tandem and so she took me out to paris to do my first aff jump
0: and you made that first aff jump what made you want to keep doing it from there
1: well actually i uh, i only planned on doing one aff jump that weekend and so i drove paris was like two plus hours from my house drove all the way out there with like the clothes i was wearing did my first jump landed and was like i want to do that again tomorrow Went to Walmart, bought a toothbrush and some deodorant, <laughs> slept in my car in the parking lot, <laughs> and did three more jumps the next day. Crackhead, uh, girl. Mm-hmm.
0: You, you dove in straight no, away. I
1: loved it, yeah. At that time,
0: what kind of job were you working? What were you doing?
1: I was in a very corporate job. I wore a pencil skirt and heels to work every day, and um, I was selling retail point of purchase displays and packaging.
0: That was one thing when I was talking to Kelly stood out to me. I'm like, I don't know, bro. She looks like she might be a little stuffy. (laughs) Super
3: stuffy.
1: stuffy? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't think I know what stuffy means. Mm -hmm. Uh, She just described it, man. Like, um, what was that movie with Sandra Bullock and Ryan Reynolds?
1: The Proposal. Thank
0: you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Nixon can be like, I'm totally gay now. I'm married. I, I don't have a wife, so I
2: don't have to watch it's a those movies. Beautiful <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it, story. It's a really fucking funny movie. Oh, I'm movie. sure it's touching. It sounds beautiful. Uh, and,
0: and anything Sandra Bullock is in, she's stuck up. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, why well, I went to specifically that movie? <laughs> um, uh, Yeah. Did, did you see The
2: Blind Side where she's kind of the stuck up, Yes. It's, it's just the same, same kind of thing? Yeah. Dude. It's,
0: Sandra Bullock. She's stuffy. Have you seen her in Demolition Man? Oh, yeah. Stuffy. All right. And yeah. fucking awesome movie. I got you. Taco Bell. The <laughs> Taco Bell will find Wesley Snipes? Yeah. See the the villain? Wesley Snipes, Sylvester right. Stallone. Yeah. Yeah, Sandra Bullock. Um <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I, I have a huge <laughs> love for that book or that movie and the book it was modeled after is Aldous Huxley A Brave New World. Mm-hmm. And uh, the book is in right above you and read that in high school and have read that a few times since. It's about utopian societies and mm. the structure and it's it's very interesting. Read it. Um Read, just read a book in general, Nick.
2: I don't <laughs> even know how to read. Yeah. So so <laughs> you're coming from this stuffy background.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: uh, how how was the... I guess what was the breaking point for you that, that was you gave up that job and t- wanted to work in skydiving.
1: Living in Los Angeles. I, I It was a great job financially. Even that sounds stuffy. Living yeah. in Los <laughs> Angeles. lived <laughs> 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 in Los Angeles by the beach. Uh, I It was a great job financially. I had a fair amount of flexibility, but... Just every time I had to explain to someone what I did was like, I sell point of purchase displays and packaging. And, you know, just having that conversation, you know, being in sales, you want to talk about what you do. And I hated explaining it. And, you know, it's just not, it didn't interest me. So because it was a nice job financially, it allowed me to take about a year off after I quit. And in that year, I just did a bunch of skydives and boogie hopped
0: surfed around the world mm-hmm. uh, well you you so that's about 35 jumps that you quit your job and started moving around is mm-hmm. okay and where did you start life did you start in Southern California
1: started in far Northern California Chico.
0: Okay, Chico. Yeah, mm, the Dirty Five Thirty. <laughs> um, so the North, the, and we're going to get to the Pacific. I'm taking the shit apart over here. The Pacific <laughs> Northwest later on, uh, but so you already have a love for that part of the country,
3: mm-hmm, definitely.
0: These thirty-five jumps, you travel around, you check out boogies. At some point, you decide you want to work in this sport. You want to work in this industry. When did you decide that was what you want to do?
1: Um, like I first kind of came about, you know. Bo was living at CSC. There was kind of talk of me potentially working for them, doing like, kind of like recruiting people to buy tandem videos. Um, And then it was just, I was bouncing around a lot then and figuring out what job I was going to take. Mm -hmm. Um, And I knew I wanted something that was involved in skydiving or allowed me to skydive. Um, But still, you know, I went to school. I wanted to have like a, Career role in the industry. Um, And actually, I kind of picked up Bo's sloppy seconds in the job, to be honest. Ooh, (laughs) the interview in his underwear. (laughs) Yeah. What? This (laughs) sounds like a story
2: I
0: need to know. Thursday night. Check it out. Oh, all right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He actually got offered the job I now have before me about just a few days before he got offered the PD job, which he's a canopy guy. You know, it was like his dream job to travel on tour for Petey since he started skydiving and learned that was a job. So he accepted that job instead. And Kelly called him up and was like, so since you didn't take the job, is it okay if we hire your girlfriend? (laughs) (laughs) And Bo, thinking I wouldn't say yes to that, said, sure, if you think that's right for your company. And I said, bye, I'm moving to Bend.
0: So now we have a lovely couple in the (laughs) Pacific Northwest Mm -hmm. and the far reach of the southeast. Good for you, Bo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, it, part of me wondered when I first met you guys is how how is that going to work out? But then I also realized, well, wait a minute. Bo, you're going to be on the road all the time. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to see him anyways, yeah. except you'll go on the road and, boogie up and meet him up here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, so Infinity, what drew you to them? What was it about Velocity Sports Equipment that, that made you want to go there?
1: Um, I mean, it is based in the Pacific Northwest, and I kind of just the whole culture of that like kelly chose to be there not in Deland land for you know reasons because you're a um, bunch of goddamn hippies Is that <laughs> yeah, <saying>? that's right <laughs> you're goddamn right <laughs> uh, and yeah i just kind of like the it's underdog kind of environment you know we're we're not the big players in the industry but uh do well for ourselves despite that
0: Always, have, I've been a firm believer in support local economies, support mm-hmm. mom and pop companies the best you can, um, and and everything in our industry really is kind of grassroots. As big right. as Performance Designs has gotten to be, they mm-hmm. still started where they did. But mm-hmm. I look at a lot of companies that is bigger, and I think there's a lot of great manufacturers. But I love the mom and pop, we're right. family feel of VSE. Mm-hmm. It's i uh, I've had a lot of sisters go through your, your job and it's fun because you, it really is a family atmosphere. Mm-hmm. So you, you applied there. How long did it take you to find out from the time you applied that you had the job? What's the time?
1: Well, it was kind of, it was, I'd say maybe a few weeks to a month. I interviewed with them. I was sitting at nationals at Arizona at a picnic table, trying to Skype and goes back to Kelly and Sean, not being great with technology. (laughs) Couldn't get Skype to work. So it turned into a phone interview. Um, And so it was a phone call talked about, I had pretty low jump numbers at the time. I had just hit 200 jumps. Um, So that was kind of a, they were nervous about hiring me because I wasn't super experienced. Um, But the original plan was for them to hire both Bo and I, and I would kind of be his backup Uh, and then yeah a few weeks later they called I was actually it was on Bo's birthday and we were in DeLand moving him there and uh, Sean called me and was like hey if you still want the job we'd like to offer it to you and I was like Sorry to ruin birthday dinner, Bo, but I think I'm gonna move to Bend. I'm out, bro. <laughs> Peace.
0: It's I think it says a lot because I do know th- that was Kelly's biggest question about you. He mm-hmm. was super interested in you. Your resume spoke very highly. You presented yourself well, and he was really stuck on like, man, this 200 jump number thing. Mm-hmm. 200 I, jump
1: wonder though. 200 jump wonder. Yeah. But I,
2: it, it you were really, really good. I bet. <laughs>
1: yeah, super good.
2: God, I was so good at 200 jumps. Mm-hmm. You don't even know,
1: Man. <laughs> I'm good at slightly more than 200 jumps. Man, I was Only backsliding slightly. like a
0: motherfucker. Couldn't even keep up with me. That's how uh, good I was. Still am. At 200 <laughs> jumps, I realized I was struggling. At, at 100 jumps, I had it covered. At 200, oh, yeah. I started going. Yeah, like, I guess that's,
1: that's that's kind of where I'm at now. Is the plateau of like, yeah. damn, I am at a point where I really need to. Put the effort into getting better, or I'm just going to keep being the inflatable master. And it's <laughs> not what I want to <laughs> be for the rest of my life.
2: The inflatable master? Oh, that's, Those man. are the best jumps you get?
1: That's the majority of my skydives at this point, I think. Oh, we're hey, not talking sex toys. Did you know? <laughs> oh, those you know we, I we have went, jumped an inflatable penis.
2: We went on a skydive today, uh-huh. the three of us. Mm-hmm. These guys totally nailed a head down exit.
1: One I haven't done before.
2: And almost like three quarters of a pancake. Was that the way I was supposed to go? Yeah, you went the right way. Cool.
0: So, my question was was the pancake on purpose? But now, yeah, it was on purpose. Yeah, we planned it out. I think it really paid off, man. And and there's a lot of people in the sport who look at at your job position at a place like yours as young jumpers who say, I want to do this, but I don't have enough experience and we joked around about you being a 200-jump wonder, but you presented yourself very well. You presented yourself knowledgeable, but definitely not know-it-all. There definitely wasn't a lot of ego or attitude to to you, at least through what Kelly had told me in the past. Um, If you got 200 jumps, is it worth applying for a job like this?
1: Absolutely. You know, I still, like, your ability to retain information goes farther than, I mean, Jump numbers are great, but just being able to talk to people about, like, I am usually next to Bo at events, and I just hear what he's saying and talking about canopy knowledge, and then I can go and relay that to my own customers when they're asking me for canopy advice on things I've never jumped, but I can talk about how they fly, you know, just because I can retain information, and I learn and can talk to people about it, and I think that's so much more important than necessarily being the best skydiver in the world.
0: There's definitely something to be said for skill and experience, but what we're really looking for when we're buying gear or when we're getting knowledge is, is an encyclopedia. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we used to have that, and now everybody is, uh, god damn it, what's that place? YouTube scholars. Mm-hmm. They they watch it on the internet, but it's nice. They they have reliable sources. And mm-hmm. and but we'll, I'll ask more about you in tomorrow or when, whatever day it is. How many jumps did you have when you started working for PD? 3,000? Okay, cool. 3,000. And, uh, man, he's over here miming. I can still hear you. <laughs> Noob. <laughs> yeah. um, <it's>, uh, <laughs> Practically a woofo. So he has a lot of jumps as he goes to work for that manufacturer. You, you have minimum. Mm-hmm. And, and they're still hiring out there. And manufacturers, look at what Kelly got out of this. You, you've done well. You've built a Thank reputation you. for yourself. Um, people enjoy working with you and dealing with you. I think you've salvaged a lot of friends and relationships through the sport. Mm-hmm. And, and it's been nice having you along. Um, now you're working for Infinity. What do you do there?
1: A lot. Bad jokes. <laughs> I heard your are Bad punny. jokes. That's My primary role is bad jokes, but um, we're pretty small. You know, a lot of people, when they come for a factory tour, are expecting a factory tour, and then they show up to our office, and it's like one and a half rooms, and there's like 10 of us there sewing the gear. Um so it is, it is a very small company. Um, and we did relocate uh, about a year ago. So with that, there was some turnover in employees. So pretty much the only office backup I have has been training new people full time. So invoicing, customer service, emails, answering the phones, Instagram, Facebook, creating ads, uh, processing the orders, parts orders, all that funnels through me. Uh, which is actually kind of funny because then I know everyone's names of orders that come through. Mm-hmm. I met a guy this weekend in Dallas who he was like, oh, I just bought an Infinity. And I was like, what's your name? And he's like, Caden. And I was like, Caden Maydew. And I like told him the, <laughs> the specs of his rig. And he's like, how did you know that? I was like, everything comes through me. No, but that's
0: not the truth. How did you know that you fucking care about your job? Yeah. How many companies and manufacturers exist, how many people and, and I can be guilty of it, I'll work with somebody and not always remember their name. Mm-hmm. I get th- I see a lot of names and faces. But you for me, care it's a once lot. I
1: see it like written. Uh-huh. I'm very like I can see something and then remember it, but like if I introduce myself to you, there's a good chance for me to forget your name immediately. Once I like write it down or see it, that's when I remember. Hey buddy. Yeah.
0: And never get offended if we don't remember your name. I call my wife sweetheart for a reason. Mm -hmm. What the fuck's her name (laughs) (laughs) or which name? I'm not sure. So now you're you're working for infinity. You do a a bit of everything. The first thing I notice about that is a lot of my friends want to get into the sport or or in the sport and want to work in the industry. And they think, oh my gosh, I'll go work at PD or I'll go work at Infinity or or someplace, and all they think about is skydiving. Mm-hmm. You're behind a desk more mm-hmm. often than not. Oh yeah. It, it's how often are you on a drop zone for your job?
1: Um, not very often. I'd say about a week a month during the summer. Mm-hmm. I'll go to boogies. Um, but and then weekends I'll travel for fun and just fun jump. Um, here and there, though I try to balance my other hobbies um but yeah it's it's primarily an office job
0: yeah. in the office job one of the things that stood out is you're helping people order rigs mm-hmm. it's that's part of your job and i think that's one of the neatest things about infinity and one of my favorite things is how customizable the rig is i uh my last rig was actually designed by sales and marketing uh nicole mm-hmm. your predecessor uh in, in infinity Bose. i believe was designed by you or mm-hmm. was it by yeah, yeah. but it, it, it was her and Adam and uh, collaboration. And you do a lot to design rigs. Mm-hmm. What's it like, I mean, why? what drives you? What, what What's it like to do that?
1: Before my selling cardboard job, I was a graphic designer. So I come from a mediocre graphic design background. And once I learned all the fun stuff we were capable of doing and because we are small, we have the flexibility of This guy wants Hawaiian print on his backpack. Can we embroider that? Sure, why not? Rather than being like, you know, we got to get 50 rigs out this week. Um, So then I just kind of started taking, like, if someone's not sure on a design or wants to do something custom but doesn't really know what they can do, I'll usually create like three mock-ups they can choose from. And then they'll go from there on likes, dislikes, and build something they like.
0: So I'm, let's say I'm going to go to my local dealer and I want to order a rig right now. Um, I, I go to Vulcan as a dealer at Spaceland. Mm-hmm. Hey, bro, this I, I want to order a rig. I want it custom. Am I going to deal through him to you or do you end up cutting him out during the design conversation?
1: Usually I'll cut him out during the design conversation just so his inbox isn't full of a whole bunch of like, can you move that three inches to the left? Um, and then once the design is settled, I'll usually send the dealer the final mock-up. Let him know this is what it is, this is what it costs. Uh, we're processing the order.
0: Basically, get the minutiae out of his court. Yeah. And when the bottom line hits, let him mm-hmm. back in.
1: Which, then he gets his check.
0: Yeah, then he gets his check. <laughs> so you're actually doing a lot of that work when it comes to these custom rigs. Mm-hmm. Nick, you just ordered an Infinity. I did. How did you customize it? We're
2: uh, working on yeah. some of that customization right now. That's
0: why my computer's here. Ah, so it sounds like... Have, have
2: you seen much of the uh, sacred geometry stuff? Do you know what that means, sacred geometry?
0: Well, I'm picturing like a DMT trip at this it's point. It's a little bit yeah. like that, okay, yeah. So sweet. <laughs> I did have a
1: customer say, he asked me to make the shapes that he sees when he does acid. <laughs> 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 I was like, well, um, can you find me something Can you find that would me represent some the acid? I'm not <laughs> sure what you see when you do acid. <laughs> but um, then he sent me some shapes off the internet, and it turned out to be a really cool rig.
0: Oh, man. So you're going to do DMT and make a rig? No. No. <laughs> no.
2: I'm going to do the shapes that one would see if one was to ever do such a thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, it's super pretty kind of math nerdy stuff. I do, I'm mm-hmm.
0: super interested. Well, I... What the, what's the artist you had once told Alex me? Alex
2: Gray is one of my favorite artists who... Wait, unless you were going to say somebody else.
0: I think I, don't, I think somebody he, else. He did
2: a lot of the tool artwork, Alex Gray. Really
0: crazy, vibrant paintings. Yeah, okay, nope, you're right. I just didn't recognize the name, Alex Gray. Maybe I'll post a link here. Yeah.
2: But uh, yeah, I had mentioned that to Riley about how super cool I thought the stuff was that I had seen. Mm-hmm. And I saw um, Option Studios' Adam Buckner on, yeah. on his Instagram. He posted one of the... Uh, is it digitizing? Is that yeah. the right word? He's so our digitizing the, ninja. Yeah, so he did the digi- digitizing for the super complex shape. And man, it's just, it's like hypnotizing watching the process of how the computer builds all the stitching. And uh, yeah, I'm super He into actually
1: it. sent me a pretty funny video that I'm going to repost uh, the other day of him the background is some song that says, do you want to be hypnotized? Yeah. And it's like the digitizing and it's like walk, someone's voice walking you through like hypnosis <laughs> as it's digitizing Had all over the did screen. Did he
0: post? He already po- he posted. He posted Okay. I know I've seen that. I don't know if it's mm-hmm. one of those messages he sends a group of us or if, yeah. if it's on his Instagram. Super, super fun video. Nick, look for, uh, option studios, Instagram and see if you can see that one. It's, it's pretty cool. Um, it'll probably be back three or four, uh, videos ago just as a guess um you love customizing rigs mm-hmm. now you create, some of them are simple some of them are basic uh mine I call very simple I, I like a very basic rig mm-hmm. my rig has been black with red stitching for years and uh Nicole gave me shit like hey dude I got new jumpsuits Adam gave me shit like we you have to design something that's not black and mm-hmm. red so she put red quilted stitching on it. That that was the bow. Spruced it thing.
1: up. Yeah, that's fancy for I me, I mean like that. the quilted stitching just adds like it just makes the panels form nicer too, I think. I like having them some sort of stitching on the panels.
0: It gives it an appearance of shape. Yeah. As far as it gives it some depth. Mm-hmm. You see the contours better, the rig mm-hmm. just it has got more curves and mm-hmm. sexy. So um and then the most complex one I've seen so far really has gotta be Bows. What's mm-hmm. Bows rig?
1: So our new office in Sisters, Oregon, we moved about a year ago from Sun River to Sisters, um, is at the base of the Three Sisters Mountains. Mm. And so Bo, when we were designing his rig, we were talking about like what the hell we were gonna do—something custom. Um, and he had—he it was actually his idea. He said, "What about like a topographic map? Would that be possible?" And I said, "Sure." And he said, "How about we do the Sisters because that's where you guys are." Um, so it literally is the mountain range that our office looks out at.
0: I just am blown away. I, I'm, I'm com, coming to visit. I actually leave Sunday to mm-hmm. come hang out with you, so I'll return this trip. Um, and I'm super excited to see it. So I, I'm really excited to see the topography of the map. I've been looking at it lately and how beautiful that is. Yeah. But it also amazes me. Bo had that really good idea. I yeah, mean, me too. <laughs> I mean, they gave some people looks and some people brains. Uh-huh. Bo, you are a <laughs> sexy man, my friend. Next, next. <laughs> He's, a mix. He's a mutt. Right now, while <laughs> we don't have a mic on, a mic can pick on him. Yep. So, uh, now, so Infinity, you're you're placing, you're helping with orders, you're helping with dealers. If somebody wanted to get a hold of you and, and actually place an order, just real quick, how do they get a hold of you? How do they get that process started?
1: Usually, the easiest way is through email or Facebook. Phone is great, um, but as far as like ironing out order details, like I always prefer everything to be in writing so that I can then go check it. Yes. Um, so vse at velocityrigs.com goes to me, um, and that's usually the easiest thing. Also, to get a general idea of like colors and things like that, I, we have a pretty cool 3D designer program on our website that people can click through what they want, um, and I usually take it from there.
0: I highly recommend the uh, the designer on the website. It will get you all the ideas you need right away. Mm-hmm. If you're having something done... Sorry about that. If you're having something done <laughs> custom, uh, you won't necessarily see that, but it'll get you pretty far through that process. Um, one of the things that VSA, VSC brought you to was Bend, and mm-hmm. I got a lot of questions because, <laughs> yes. as you know, and as I just gave away if Valerie we'll plan her, your trip or visiting. I need, need to figure out exactly what we're doing. Um why Bend? What is it about that part of the world you love?
1: Um, I actually vacationed in Bend a lot growing up. It's only about five hours north of where I grew up. Um, and I grew up skiing, and there's a awesome ski resort there, Mount Bachelor, just 20 minutes out of town. And so when I learned that VSC was in Bend, I was like, hell yeah, I love <laughs> Bend already. Um, and so... My dad and I actually went up to kind of check out the shop, and we went skiing and visited some breweries because there are 30 breweries there, more than 30 breweries there, um, in a town of about 100,000 people. Jesus, so the beer flows like water there.
0: I know I've heard of Deschutes. Black mm-hmm. Butte is in the area.
1: Is Black Butte Porter is the Deschutes' okay. flagship.
0: Okay, so that it's the same place. I thought Bo was trying to break out. No, we're getting selfie right now. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Bo. So you were tracking. (laughs) Fangirl. Did you just call Bo a (laughs) fangirl? Look at him. He's so cute. One of my favorite favorite things ever on the fucking internet was Bo saying something about, (laughs) you know where I'm going with this? Yeah. Your post on Facebook. Can you re-describe this to me?
1: Bo and I have a lot of matching things we have these matching onesies and he texted me one day saying like (laughs) if i tell you something you promise you won't tell (laughs) anyone and i said yeah and he's like i love wearing matching clothes with you
2: (laughs) so i that is adorable
1: (laughs) i screenshot it
2: that makes me want to kiss you on the forehead right now
1: (laughs) (laughs) on his little (laughs) dimples I screenshot it, and I put it on Facebook with the caption, disgusting. <laughs> <And> <laughs> Everybody oh, yeah. fucking saw this, dude. Well, the best part, <laughs> Riley from zero Sports, yeah. his girlfriend, Christina, who is the sweetest girl in the whole world, um, she is German, and her she sometimes doesn't get my humor. And so she like, said to Bo, I don't get it. Why did Riley say that was disgusting? Like, like so hurt that I would say that, which is probably my favorite part of uh, of posting that.
0: It, it definitely made a, quite a few people's week. I think <laughs> I th- it kept coming back up on my feed for mm-hmm. the next three or four days, and just kept laughing. It's yep. Still coming up. You can't just let it go. No, we can't <laughs> let it go, Bo. We can't let it go, man. He, he, his face matches that jersey right now. <laughs> and so, um, God damn, I lost track of where we we're at. Oh, Ben. Mm-hmm. So y- you've lived in Ben. You like Ben. They mm-hmm. got a lot of beer.
1: A lot of beer, and all the other things I like to do besides skydiving are within 30 minutes. Like, Smith Rock State Park is, like, world-class rock climbing 30 minutes from my front door. Um, It's actually amazing. Like, Bend is right on the east side of the Cascades, so... Everyone thinks that, oh, you live in Oregon, you must love the rain. Actually, in Bend, we have 300 days of... No one listen to this because don't move to Bend. It's growing huh. too fast. <laughs> but we get like 300 days of sun a year. Um, and on the east side of town is desert. And so when you head out to Smith Rock, it's just this crazy rock formation in the middle of the desert. It's like you've driven into southern Utah or something. Um, and then on the west side of town is the mountains. So I've gotten really into mountain biking and skiing and snowboarding I've snowboarded my whole life. Picked up skiing last year, um, so everything I like to do is there. And beer.
0: I I would have I was shocked when I first learned that of Bend, uh, when in Oregon in general. I thought it was all mountains and hills and trees and the mm-hmm. Goonies and shit like that. <laughs> and it's on the
1: other side of the mountains. Yeah,
0: and I learned that uh, um, VSE they, they had moved to Oregon at that point. I think they moved to Sun River, and mm-hmm. I learned a little bit more about the area, and I saw a little bit. And then what's uh, Madras or Madeiras? Where am I? You do Madras, know what I'm Madras, yeah. Where uh, awesome Scott? I've awesome moved to. Mm-hmm. When I looked up where they're at, I'm like, holy fuck! It is a high desert. desert. <laughs> yeah. It's the fucking high desert. Yeah. So I had no clue. 300 days. A lot of
1: outs there though.
0: Th- yeah, 300 days of sunshine a, a year. Mm-hmm. How cold in the winter?
1: Um, this winter wasn't too bad, but. Two winters ago was snowpocalypse. Let's go with it not
0: too bad. Let's cold. see what too bad, it, not too bad is. Uh,
1: it's freezing most days. Oh, see, it's <laughs> fucking cold. <laughs> <laughs> but like, honestly, if I didn't ski and snowboard, I would hate living there um, in the winter. If, if there wasn't snow things to do that I love, I would not like existing there. But when I'm not at work, I'm out playing in the snow. So you're decked in warm things that keep you warm in freezing temperatures.
2: And, and then it's no big deal. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sick. Sh-
0: you're snow funny.
2: <laughs> nope, didn't work no, as well. Thank you.
0: You know, Riley <laughs> should have something here. she's got she's the master of puns. Mm-hmm. is that how we say that. Mm-hmm. Um, the only time've I've lived cold was Indiana, so there's flat nothing to do. Mm-hmm. so maybe do the hills, mountains, and mm-hmm. snowboard changed my mind. And one of my favorite pictures of you is is you snowboarding down the hill with that stupid swan. <laughs> What is up with the swan? I
1: have gone to great lengths. To, I told you I'm the inflatable person. You know, it's my thing. Um, is that but, why you're with Bo? <laughs> <laughs> with or without, oh, you know. You <laughs> have, <laughs> have, did you just say
0: because I'm hot? <laughs> no, okay. I thought he that's did.
1: Just what you thought. <laughs> uh, I have graduated from the swan to a pelican because I decided swans are too basic now. Because you know. <laughs> Everybody has swans or right. unicorns, so I found the funniest looking bird I could find in an inflatable form on Amazon, and it's a pelican with its huge like gel thing, whatever pelicans have. Um, and I've gone to great Lake lengths hiking that up mountains to ride down it into lakes and things.
0: Oh, great lengths! You also have it deflated while you're hiking. Usually. You need to hike with this thing inflated. I don't I have. Have to Look at you like you're.
1: I have. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there was one time where we didn't have a pump and we were losing daylight, so we decided to, ju- or we didn't have a, a battery pump, so we inflated it at the truck and then hiked for two hours with it blown up on my back. Oh, for, I- for
2: anyone watching, I've got the picture of you in this basic-ass swan. <laughs> yeah, <on laughs> super basic. Yeah,
0: you Might say as well have a martini in my hand. You say everybody has a swan. How many people do you know, Nick, who are running around with an inflatable swan?
2: Every basic bitch I know. Yeah. Mm. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> <That's right. laughs>
0: but
2: this, this picture, what's, uh, what's happening here with this bald eagle who's American out as fuck? <laughs> yeah.
1: God bless America. Where was this? Uh, that is at CSC's Independence Boogie last year.
0: I, Tex needs to be on that skydive. Yeah, he'd fit right in.
1: This is me hiking with the pelican on my back.
0: Did you meet Tex this weekend? Jesse Tex Leos.
1: I did. Yeah. He lived up to his name for sure. <laughs> 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 what do you
0: mean by he lived up to his name for sure?
1: Uh, I learned. Here, f- well, I also. To, uh, sh- 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 Where is this
2: camera? Right that here. Oh, yeah. There we go. <laughs> hold it up right there. What are oh, it's almost working. A little near. A little there we go. I can barely make it out. Is this on Instagram? Yeah. Okay, I'll find it. The Riley Marshall.
1: That's me. I had to... Uh, As opposed to any other Riley Marshall. Yeah.
0: I am... Um, shit, lost track where my brain went.
1: <laughs> I'm
0: pretty sure it's yeah. between your ears still. Oh, man, I went back to get my pee touch today. I thought <laughs> the, the fact that he made me look at man, him... he's really scarred you, hasn't he? <laughs> it's the fact that he made me look at him while he was doing it. That mm-hmm. was like,
1: hey, look what... Hold eye contact. Yeah
0: weirdo well no,
1: it's better because then you don't look at what he's doing you know if you hold eye contact it's it's you're focused on that i guess
0: yeah it was the laughing that really hurt my feelings <laughs> though, more than anything <laughs> else oh so basic ass bitch swan uh oh, we'll get we'll, we'll find out where that went anyways <laughs> <laughs> i've lost my brain i've lost my brain what are you doing over there nick
2: Oh, I'm trying to look up
0: this Instagram picture still, but... Uh. Oh, Jesse Text Leos lived up to... Th- I wanted... Lived up to his name.
1: Um, I also met his awesome girlfriend this weekend, and she shared with me... We were talking about being in Texas. <laughs> and he, If he listens to this, he's going to laugh because he was giving me shit about giving him so much shit about this. Um, we're talking about how in Texas, there's no recycling bins. Like, at the drop zone, every time I... <laughs> finished something recyclable. I was looking around for a recycling bin, and there wasn't one. Um, and we were talking about how that's just not really a thing here, whereas in the Pacific Northwest, they'll literally come pick up your compost for you. Um, and so his girlfriend was telling me that he his Bucky's Cups, Bucky's. I've been to for the first time this week. It was a very exciting experience. Um,
0: the one in Madisonville, <laughs> north of I, here.
1: It's a super Super Walmart-sized gas station.
0: On 45 on the way here? No clue, right. but
1: probably. It's yeah. massive. There are a couple
2: uh, of them that are that size. It's not just that one. But
1: the Styrofoam cups, apparently he tries to recycle, which they are not recyclable. <laughs> <laughs> Tex tries to recycle that? Mm-hmm. Can you believe the nerve of that guy? No,
0: well, here's where I'm blown away. Tex recycles?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, with guidance.
0: With guidance. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, so Texas does recycle some. Mm -hmm. Um, we have a huge recycling bin in our garage that goes out and everything that's recyclable goes in it. They do the separating. They do everything. Cool. Uh, they collect, uh, curbside, whatever. Defending Texas. No, man. Suburbs. (laughs) Just kidding. Suburbs. Um, in Texas, no, in general, we probably don't recycle. What are you doing there, Bo? Me to okay. The, uh, this photo that I worked so hard. I to was asking for a beer. <laughs> I'm like, bro, get up out. and
2: grab a beer, dude. No, he's, all, good. He's, he's guiding me through the search uh-huh. of this giant that's fucking bird of, of this beautiful mountain.
0: <laughs> oh my god, yeah, that's right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: that's right. I forget about this bird, dude. Tex is, is a good dude, but he definitely lives oh, up to America.
1: He's great. <laughs>
0: the mustache, the mullet. Oh yeah. The oh, jean oh, shorts. I
1: wish I could grow a mullet and a mustache like that. Both of those things. You can grow the mullet. That's true. That's true. I I don't know if I'd commit to it. This hair, this hair and a mullet actually would have been awesome (laughs) in the '80s. (laughs) (laughs) I was born a decade too late.
0: I could see those locks in a mullet. It would look perfectly fine.
1: So So, what
2: what do you like about working for VSE?
1: Um, you know, we're talking about the customization options. I do love that. Like, you know, we're we're talking about other rigs the other day and you know what you would jump if you didn't jump infinity and i just love that like i'm already plotting my next rig because i i'm ready for it <laughs> um <All> right, kelly <coughs> yeah um, and i just love like dreaming of all the crazy stuff i'm gonna do on it and i just wouldn't be able to do that anywhere else and um i do love like There's no HR department, that's for damn sure. (laughs) I I am the HR department, and if if you know anything about me, I am not much of an HR department. Um, And, like, there are days, I was late recently. uh, Well, my car was parked in our parking lot, and Kelly, our owner, um, decided to come and park inches away from my driver's side door so that I could not get, at, get into my car.
2: Did he do this to you on purpose? He did it on purpose. Okay. He likes
1: to mess with me. Good. And um, so I, like, left, climbed through my passenger side, and I went to run an errand, go to the post office or something. So when I came back, I parked behind Kelly so that he couldn't back out of his spot. Uh And so, but my keys were sitting on my desk and so then it's time for me to leave and I'm late for my very important adult co-ed kickball league game (laughs) and I can't find my keys. And I immediately know, all right, Kelly took my keys. So I go running upstairs and he sprints upstairs after me, grabs the keys. And the amount of times Kelly and I have like almost broken our ankles sprinting down the stairs trying to tackle each other over something is comical. And so it's just like leaving work on those days it's just like this place is pretty fun sometimes even though it's a pain in my ass a lot of the time (laughs) (laughs) a huge pain in my ass sometimes uh there are times that i walk away i'm just like it's a fun you know fun place to work
2: so i first started seeing the uh like liquid sky customized rigs were the first ones that really caught my eye Mm -hmm. of like i've never jumped a liquid sky jumpsuit Mm -hmm. so it's not really a, a company i know in an intim- intimate right. way at all. But man, those rigs were really, really sharp. Yep. And uh, I guess when I hear you talk about the customization and I see how uh, detailed some of the things are, I wonder how big of a pain in the ass some of those customers are to deal with. Does it, Is that pretty intense sometimes?
1: Some are awesome. Um, like, Beto Lara, he recently was, he just gave me instructions. He was like, I want these colors. Come up with something cool. Put your logos all over it. And I sent him back one idea, and he was like, cool, I'll take it. <laughs> I was like, okay, usually there's a little bit of back and forth. Um, and it was outrageous. It actually turned out awesome. There's like just the outline of our logo, like this triangle kind of thing. Yeah. I created like a pattern out of that. So it's like all one side is all embroidered that. Kind of about like Louis Vuitton. Like yeah, pretty much. Awesome. Um, and it turned out really cool. Um, then there are others where... This, like, one guy, super nice guy, but it's been, like, probably 15 revisions, and he still hasn't bought the rig yet, Uh which is fine. I know that he is waiting on some things on our side, Um, but, uh, yeah, just, there's definitely a spectrum of cool, done, it's designed, and, like, can I try it this way? Can I see it this way? Can we go back to the beginning and see them side by side and stuff like that so,
2: so in your opinion that the rigs that come out the best are they the ones where there's a lot of input or it, or do you like when people kind of give you some creative control um
1: kind of both i mean i want people to have what they want uh that is the hardest thing with graphic design is and adam buckner and i always talk about this that sometimes you come up with something that you think is great and it's not what the customer thinks is great. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, it's it's very subjective. Um, so what rigs are my favorite? I mean, I, I design them the way I want them. Mm-hmm. Um, but what may be someone else's favorite is the way they want it. So yeah, just Adam, finding that.
2: When Adam was here, he hit me with a, a line that... Uh, what you want and what your customers want are sometimes a very different thing. Mm-hmm. And we were talking; the context of our conversation was a little bit different. Mm-hmm. I was talking about uh, just making videos and stuff. I I feel like when I make a video, I really like to appeal to different audiences with different videos. Like mm-hmm. I don't want every person to love every video that I make because, mm-hmm. like, the fifty-year-old mom who might like this story Mine's style 60. video, whatever you know, whatever <laughs> it is. The Hi, la- Mom. The lady that's going to like that video, I don't really care if she likes my looking to build two, like Shredder yeah. super cool skydiving yeah. video, you <laughs> know? That was hilarious. Like, I very it's, much appreciate Thank you. That. Thank you. I've, I had a lot of fun. But, uh,.
1: Tex actually pulled up to us in a very rapey van, blasting yeah. that song the other night. <laughs> I was like, "Hey!"
2: I saw. I think Ben Nelson sent me a video yeah. of that. Um, but that that the, the his van, that van was the whole inspiration for that idea. We were actually going to film that whole thing with when uh, when th- those people were all in town. Uh-huh. And I guess I just kind of counted on yeah, we'll have a weather day to, uh-huh. to do all that. But then we just jumped all four days of that <laughs> long weekend, and then everybody left and went home. And I was like, "Well, fuck! How's uh-huh. this going to work now? <laughs> all my stars—they all left." Twardy. So uh yeah, I had the idea to post everyone's faces over it yeah, it worked great. Was, it worked hilarious. But no, I think that was a super good point from Adam of like, yeah, mm-hmm. some like uh he cited an ad, I think it was an L and B ad mm-hmm. that's super beautiful. Mm-hmm. And he was like, Yeah, I sent the one it to with him. Jesse. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, they hated it. <laughs> and I was like, Man, I don't remember many ads because I you know, I don't look at Parachute to all that often. You know, I'll pick it up, I'll flip through, see if I have any pictures in there, or if I'm in any of my buddies' mm-hmm. pictures, whatever, and then yeah, that's it. But I, I scroll just,
1: through looking for infinities.
2: Yeah, right. So there's a, re- a small relevance to the mm-hmm. to the magazine, right? But most, like, um, I uh, kind of have a, a spoiled brat sponsorship of sorts through LMB <laughs> just because DJ. It gets to do a lot of product testing for mm-hmm. them, and I'm usually someone who helps with the product testing, mm-hmm. right? So I, I inherit some of these films. things, but but I don't have a super strong connection with LMB other than jumping their stuff, mm-hmm. and I remember that ad and how mm-hmm. cool I thought it was and yeah. how neat I thought it was, and it's like, man, who looks at this and doesn't like it? That's yeah. crazy. I I'm the customer, and this like this imprints in my brain when so few things in that magazine do. It's like, mm-hmm. how could anyone not like that? Yeah. But uh, but I get it. That different strokes. just.
1: Absolutely. Very subjective.
2: So what's uh what's the hardest part about VSC? What do you struggle with?
1: Um, because we are small, I've like here we go, down the Mard rabbit hole. Someone
2: actually <laughs> asked that question. I don't usually bring up a lot of comments from the thread here. <laughs> yes. But uh, Tyler Barden asked, when will VSE come out with a Mard so I can make my next rig an
0: infinity? Solid, <laughs> well, solid question. TB had an infinity. If I had... Jumps a javelin now because of this problem.
1: Yeah, well, I've, that's been the case for a lot of jumpers I've talked to recently. Um, if I had a dollar for everyone who asked me that question, I would have a significant raise by now. Um, but it's because we are small and we did have some turnover in the last couple of years just from moving, um, our owner is our R&D department, So with that comes all the hiccups or all the setbacks of him not always having time to be bringing forward new stuff. Um, and that's frustrating for me cause I'm like, go, go, go. I want the newest, most relevant thing. And yeah, conversations like that, it's, It does wear on me, you know, always being like, it's coming, I promise.
0: I want to uh, bring the MARD conversation back just a little bit. And actually, first of all, what the fuck is a MARD? I think we all know in this room, but you recently wrote an article for Parachutists. Mm -hmm. So why Um, don't you describe that?
1: And uh, in Kelly's, like, valid defense, um, a scary thing about MARDs is a lot of jumpers have no clue what they are, what they do, how much altitude they actually save people know to ask for a skyhook but they don't ask f- for a mard or a t- I actually I plan on not to spoil it but I plan on making a video like sort of like a running up to people at drop zones with a fake microphone saying can you tell me what a mard is because a lot of people don't know what mard means but know what skyhook means um, anyway basic terms mard turns your main pilot or er, your main canopy into your reserve pilot chute so Giant pilot chute equals fast extraction. Um,
2: Main assisted reserve deployment? That's correct.
1: Um, And we have had a design for one for a long time. Um, It's just testing has been here and there. And we did recently do, with your guys' help, some pretty thorough tunnel testing of it. And so now it's just kind of go time implementing it.
0: I called that Don't Kill a DJ in a Wind Tunnel. That's right. (laughs) Um, We tried. uh, We we tried. We had a lot of fun. Um, So one thing about the MARD, one of the the points you make in your article, and for me, it's always like, oh, how cute when somebody says, I want a MARD or a Skyhook or a name brand version, Mm -hmm. but I don't want an RSL. Right. What, I mean. Which
1: is scary common. Yeah. Or like, I'm disconnecting my RSL, but my MARD will still work. Uh, Actually, it doesn't work that way.
0: How does it work?
1: Uh, well, that now we're getting into technical questions, but basically your, your MARD is an RSL. Or an RSL, yeah, your MARD is an RSL. So MARD is a reserve static line, RSL, for those of you who don't know what RSL is. Um, and if you think about it in base jumping terms, um, if you're doing like a pilot shoot assist where someone's holding your pilot chute as you jump and it pulls your canopy out of the bag... That's basically what the MART is doing. Um, Same as an RSL. Um, RSL pulls your pin, but doesn't necessarily pull the canopy itself out of the bag.
0: Another way to think about it is the world of static line students. And, And a lot of you guys have never made a static line skydive, a lot of jumpers have only heard of it. But there's a few ways to static line students. One of them, is the bridle, uh, the static line itself, is hooked up to a pin that pulls, and it pulls out of the loop, and there's a spring-loaded pilot chute that launches out. That's a standard RSL. Mm -hmm. That's the equivalent.
1: Launches the reserve pilot chute, whereas MARD turns your canopy into the pilot chute.
0: So another version would be the um, direct bag uh, static line system. A direct bag static line system, the static line is hooked up to the airplane, just the same, it goes to a pin that goes to your bag. Your bag is free on the on the canopy. Okay. So when you leave the airplane on this static line, the plane pulls everything, including the bag, off, and you leave the bag, the pin, and the bridle with the airplane. Mm-hmm. That's the equivalent of a MARD, if right. you can picture it. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick, have you seen it that way? Does that description fit your uh,
2: i i haven't seen it that way but, but I'm, I'm putting together a mental picture that i think okay. makes makes sense of what i know of a and what
0: you're describing okay i just I, I can picture this i just don't know if that was a good description of it or yeah, not yeah i
1: always that's my hardest like writing things out it took me like a lot of when i was writing that article i was like does this make sense the way i'm writing it like i can picture it in my head but then when i try to explain it i have time i mix it up
0: i will tell you i read that article for the first time this morning
1: how could you i (laughs) listen to every gravity lab radio
0: (laughs) bullshit (laughs) and did you read the profile of me and parachutist
1: uh actually i heard you have one available to sign this evening (laughs) have you read it no (laughs) no okay cool we're even
0: are you in this month Uh, no it was a little bit back oh really uh, yeah see that's how
2: (laughs) that's how Relevant, again, it is to me. But I do
1: need to get your signature
0: tonight. I was instructed. The only reason I know I was in what month I was in is because I was told I was in it. So uh, I was asked <laughs> to fill one out. I, I don't pay that much attention yeah. to parachutists yeah. either. Um, I hear that a lot. What? It, it, it's, uh, man, digital media. The yeah. digital day and age. It, it is. I agree. I love magazines. I've been a big fan. I get subscription magazines uh, all the time, and I don't read any of them. Mm-hmm. Um, there's actually only one subscription that I still get. I even canceled parachutist because we get two in the house mm-hmm. um, and the only one I get is a mustang one that's all rest restore cars, restoration mm-hmm. articles, so nerd um yeah, so I'll sign that later. <laughs> okay, <good. laughs> I didn't dodge the question. I just kind of ignored it for no. a while.
1: But you read it this morning.
0: I read it this morning. It's not what you said it was. As far as like, is it? Did you come across? Well, yeah, very literate, very easy to k- get along with. What month is that article in? Do you remember?
1: I believe May.
0: May. Um, Go to Parachutist Online, guys, gals. If you don't know exactly what a MARD is, find out your May Parachutist. It's probably still in your shitter if you're listening to this. (laughs) Um, It it is, man.
1: Scroll through my Facebook a ways back. I think I reposted it.
0: Yeah. uh, Go to the comments on this page. I'm sure Nick will find it. I believe ParachutistOnline.com and uh, search for MARD, and it comes up pretty quickly. Um, the MARD is definitely a conversation that, and you say what you don't like about your job the most. I think specifically that's the thing that, that you're waiting on. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, I don't prefer MARDs. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're bad devices. People who say they're killers, man, skydiving's a killer. They're, it's, it's all stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, the chance of a MARD saving my life increases it by 100 feet in altitude. Let's be generous and yeah, say 150 feet. <laughs> I'm going to be super generous, man. A MARD saves my life by 150 feet. Man, if I kill myself by 150 feet, shame on me. I'm not in, I'm not invincible. I'm not Superman. I can fucking do it. I can kill myself that way. Mm-hmm. But I, I fucked up. The MARD a does lot. complicate the system. There have been only a couple fatalities uh, that the MARD was a large part of the problem. Um, so, to me, the chance of a MARD hurting you or MARD helping you is a wash. They're minimal. They're super minimal. Mm-hmm. So, if I die because of a MARD, my family has resentment to a manufacturer. Mm-hmm. If I die to my own stupidity, my family goes, yep, he was dumb. <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, to me, there's more peace mm-hmm. of peace of mind for my family as I go. Uh, kind of a sure. weird way to think about it. one way to
1: think about it. Yeah,
0: um, but I, I am all for MARDs. I do hope Kelly comes out with a MARD sooner than later.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I personally... I have no problem jumping without one. Like yeah. I don't feel unsafe. I know my EPs. I, I've never even had a cutaway, but when I do, I'm gonna go straight to my. I r- mean, cutaway <laughs> and then <laughs> not straight to. You know yes. what I mean, though. Like, yes. No matter what, I'm pulling my reserve. Someone's handle. having a two out. <laughs> 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 I usually like to c- reserve first, then cutaway. Have a long um, talk on the ride home, brother. Don't listen Help to that. No, but you know what I mean. <laughs> like, cutaway and immediately pull my reserve handle, um, unless there's some reason I want to get. Away from it first. Um. Nick, how many chops do you have?
0: Seven or eight. How many of them with an RSL? Zero. Zero. Okay. Um, I've got two hands and
2: two handles. It works great.
0: Exactly. Bo, how many cutaways do you have? Three. three? And how many uh, RSLs did you have hooked up? All three. All three. How many times did you pull the reserve handle? Each time, dude. I love you. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna kiss you on each one of those mm-hmm. juicy dimples, man. The fucking best dimples in skydiving <laughs> are on Bo. Straight up, man. <laughs> I could get lost in those things. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love it, man. And, and for me, I have one cutaway with an RSL hooked up, mm-hmm. and I follow through. Mm-hmm. Cutaway, pull that reserve. Pull that fucking reserve. Follow. <laughs> What's wrong, Nick? What are I you? just saw
2: the live playback of, of Bo sticking in his face in front of the camera. I really liked it. Are, are those dimples, <laughs> Bo dimples? Um, Dude, you like, know who yeah. you look like? Did you ever watch Saved by the Bell? You are Zach Morris, motherfucker. Do You know this? Yeah, <laughs> it's All on his the Facebook time. page. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. good. As long as I'm not <laughs> the <laughs> first one to tell you that.
0: We're gonna pull a story from Bo. Remember that one Zach Morris on Thursday, um, <laughs> dude. It's hey, we gotta do ramen this week. You in for lunch? Oh, yes. you're so selfish, <sighs> hey, man. Dude, a you guys were late tonight for dinner. Yeah. And B, That's we would have never made the ramen joint because it's 30 plus minutes from here alone. Yeah. So, um, fuck, man. Now I lost track of where I'm at again i have no idea i was just i was (laughs) It was those goddamn dimples oh those mards oh i did find that i did
2: find that article mards how they work and what to expect
0: yeah um thank you for saying
3: cutaway
1: reserve uh (laughs) if you have a ride
0: (laughs) my mom's comment yeah she's
2: not 60 (laughs)
1: 59 and a half (laughs) 59 and a half i don't think you're supposed
2: to share your mom's age how old are you
1: 143 pounds uh, I am 27 years Uh-oh. old. And 143 pounds. That's talking about my mom. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm like, wow,
0: you're a 143 pounds.
1: <laughs> Actually, um, I, I am about probably 143. Really? I'm, uh, I'm a buck 40. I'm sturdy. Okay. I was going to go
0: a buck 30, so yeah,
1: how tall you. are you? 5'6". Five, 5'6". Six. Five, six. I'm dense, though. The only time I
0: really saw you, you were all doll. Man, you look so proper at PIA. Oh,
1: I know what will help you see the <laughs> Jesus are you fucking with me
3: oh my god I feel really bad for
2: anyone who's only listening to this right now oh Jesus Christ okay so what's just happened <laughs> God. riley took off of her velocity sports jersey and has a hairy chest tank top i guess is what
1: you call that uh it's the, actually a full swimsuit
2: oh my god really the nipples are a little wide yeah, I no hope. it
1: gets weirder <laughs> down here oh, it gets way Christ. weirder
2: Oh, no. uh, so if you didn't uh catch this episode on facebook you're only listening on itunes you're gonna get on Facebook, <laughs> you're going to go to about an hour in. we're almost exactly an hour in. So go to like 59 minutes and you're going to see this amazing outfit that Riley spoke us. <laughs> God, it's I feel I, yeah, I'm almost jealous of people who are going to have this turn on like <laughs> live like someone who's just joined and didn't see you uh-huh. take off your shirt. They're like, what the fuck is happening? Is <laughs> she is naked? He? Why does she have hairy man nipples? Uh-huh. What's going on?
0: Mm hmm. What went through oh. your mind when she first started pulling up her jersey, and she just got to belly button level? I was did like, you
2: go, "What the?
0: She got a
1: hairy belly button." Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. I thought a little bit that, like, you know, I told you I had a little surprise the, for you tonight. The, the transgender <laughs> thing is becoming more popular, you know. It is
1: 2018. Maybe she's been taking some testosterone. It's everyone.
0: It's a guy girl name, so I mean, it That's works
1: out for you. Mm-hmm. So one of my. <laughs> <laughs> <stop> <laughs>
0: oh god god this the (laughs) nipple on this side
1: is so (laughs) far over it's cool because they look at you guys
2: staring right at (laughs) me it's so (laughs)
0: off-putting one of my favorite pictures of you ever on dinner is the swan and the other one is you with a jumpsuit jumpsuit zip down just that bit you know the one talking about. you
1: posting that photo is what inspired me when i saw Ah. it i was like oh my god i have to wear that swimsuit on tuesday thank you (laughs)
0: you you made my fucking life. You made my <laughs> <laughs> you made my week.
1: <laughs> oh, I was so relieved when I found it in my luggage. I usually don't travel without it, um, I, but I wasn't <laughs> sure this time. I wasn't sure. I usually don't travel without my
2: male hairy chest nipple swimsuit.
1: Honestly, you never know when you might need it.
2: I mean, it came in handy today.
1: There are <laughs>
2: <laughs> your mom is so upset. <laughs> <laughs> so embarrassing. Not a proud parenting
3: moment. <laughs> I only weigh one forty. <laughs>
0: Oh man, Uh, it is by far. You see this shirt in her uh, on Facebook regularly. Pictures of her and Bo together. There's one of her looking at Bo like, "Get it fucking together, buddy." Uh, (laughs) It's CSC, I think. Independence Mm -hmm. Boogie. Oh my
1: gosh, that was a horrible moment. He single handedly lost the beer Olympics for us to Chazzy. (laughs) And he's laughing at you. (laughs) Oh, I've never screamed so loud in my life. What are the beer Olympics exactly? Uh, CSC Independence Boogie, I think on Saturday night of the Boogie, I don't know, one night of the Boogie, they shut down jumping a little bit before sunset, um, and there's Beer Olympics, so part of it's a swoop and chug, or one year it was a swoop and hug. Where you had to hug your partner and your partner fed your beer to you. Um, basically, there's like five different competitions and you're on a team, and I can't then there's you Seriously,
0: right now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm
2: just having such a hard time. Okay, beer
0: Olympics, hugs and beer. Okay, yes. got it. You're getting so, scored. Just look at me, Nick. Having hairy nipples. <laughs> all right.
1: Uh, and one of them, like, he was blindfolded wearing booty shorts and a shirt that said, hate me on the back of it. It's like a crop top with tassels (laughs) and he's crawling on the ground trying to find like whatever the objective of the game is and I'm yelling directions at him and he's doing the opposite of what I'm yelling and I'm screaming at him and then eventually he goes over and tries to tackle Chazzy. Chazzy kicks his ass because Chazzy is much stronger than (laughs) Bo and then we (laughs) lost the (laughs) Paralympics. So yeah, and that's why we couldn't go back to Independence Wiggy this year.
2: That's too bad. It's a real shame. Instead, yeah. you
0: went to the uh, Revolution. Is that what we call it, Boogie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, American Revolution Boogie. Yeah, dude. Spaceland I d- Dallas. Yeah, I don't remember the name. You went. I did. Both of you guys were there. How was yeah. the Boogie this year?
1: It was awesome. It was... Um, I love the air-conditioned hangar. That's like the first thing I bring up every time someone asks me how Spaceland Dallas is. I'm the like, air-conditioned hangar. The
2: facilities there are so nice. Yeah, like awesome. The bathrooms, the hangar, the runway the landing or everything about it is super nice
0: yeah
1: Yep. S- and all the people were really nice we were very well taken care of did you mentors. meet Ben
0: Nelson mm-hmm. you said everybody was nice
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> good point
0: Ben Nelson is a piece of shit <laughs> by the way did you know he loves hugs
1: oh okay good to know
0: next time you see him especially if you're a new jumper hug him right away so Ben Nelson hates hugs? loves no see you just ruined it we're <laughs> trying to get people to hug Ben <laughs> Nelson here this is not working so how, you that's not your first time at Dallas it is it was your first mm-hmm. time. <coughs> Excuse me. And you went there for the boogie circuit. Mm-hmm. And how many boogies have you been to this year for infinity?
1: I was my own 2018, I think only third. Have I been to anything else? Davis. All right. Davis is close to us-ish. Mm-hmm. So it's easy enough to drive to for a weekend. So that's kind of like whenever they're having a boogie. Um them in Skydive California. Unfortunately I missed their Pride Boogie because my selfish brother graduated college that weekend. Um jerk. And then yeah, Dallas. And then next one for me is Summerfest.
0: So if I'm going to Skydive Chicago Summerfest and I want to know more about an infinity, get measured, get hooked up, get mm-hmm. checked out. See, borrow
1: this swimsuit. Borrow it. See
0: you in it, man. Right now, mm-hmm. I just want to, like, I'm man, <laughs> vomit. <laughs> 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 um, your nipples, they just stare the opposite direction. It
1: is a little bit of a design flaw. Yeah.
0: And it's hard because now it makes me stare at your boobs the mm-hmm. entire time.
1: <laughs> Eyes up here. Like the doctor, make eye contact. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um. So boogies, what are you doing the, the boogie? What are you doing on the boogie circuit?
1: Um, in years past, we've had demo rigs. Um, this year, we're kind of giving it a shot. Last year, you know, we'll have a whole fleet of demo rigs that are a lot to fly out and everything. Um, and it is hard to f- have like when you're demoing a rig, you want it to be something that fits you. Otherwise, it just doesn't do it justice. No rig is comfortable if it's not if it doesn't fit you. Um, so that's kind of a struggle with you know being a vendor for a rig manufacturer um, is when you're demoing gear, it's not always going to fit someone perfectly unless the harness was built for them. So this year where I've just been going, I have my rig, um, Bo's rig, and a couple other friends who have Infinities that we've done pretty cool designs for. I just keep them out as display rigs. Um, Anyone is welcome to jump my rig. I have a pretty long torso, so it actually fits a pretty wide range of people. Um, and a hairy chest and a hairy chest (laughs) and uh, and yeah i take measurements so like walk people through design features explain you know all my rigs pretty fully loaded so every upgrade option um you can get pretty much i have on it and so it's nice having that there to walk people through like the floating laterals and things like that and that's pretty much
2: what upgrades would you uh not let someone or uh, what upgrades would you talk someone into i guess is what is what i mean to ask um
1: all things you know it kind of depends on your flying style what you're looking for i always like number one i love the floating laterals um explain what that means for someone who's not familiar
2: with rig anatomy
1: so the your back pad is just a flat thing um and the floating laterals kind of allow your back pad to form around your back, uh, kind of creating a cradle like a race car seat, if you imagine. Like, you just, it just forms around you. And um, ours are floating in that they are on, like the webbing of the laterals is on rings. So like, if you're doing any movements in free fall where your hips are moving independently, um, your rig stays in place on your back while, while the laterals allow your leg straps to move. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it the just kind of, go The ahead.
0: lateral, if you're lost, the lateral, if you're thinking, if you, mm. if you can't picture it, is the piece of webbing that goes from the main lift web or the vertical part. Is this mic breaking? Oh, my headset's not on. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. How much scotch <laughs> are we up to? What are we doing over there? I'm doing good, man. I'm All doing All right. Okay, um, good. So the doctor's got me traumatized. Shut
2: up about the goddamn doctor. <laughs> no one cares.
0: I do. Post a hashtag me too and get over <laughs> it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, the main lift web, the vertical webbing comes down, the lateral is what goes between your harness and your rig mm-hmm. and it lets your body and your rig move separately but stay together mm-hmm. is that an easy way to yep. say it?
1: Um, and then you know a lot of options, give or take the shape of the person, affect the comfort um, people always ask if they should get chest rings and from a sales dollar standpoint I should say yes, but honestly unless you're a really broad chested person I think the chest rings don't really help that much as far as comfort. Um, so that's a spot where you can save some money. Um, double wide leg straps are awesome if you're doing canopy piloting and you're going to be feeling, like, the G-forces in big turns or if you're a heavier person, but that's another option that, like, may or may not matter to some people. I want to ask about two
0: options real quick. You bring them up. Nick, I want to start your help. Do you, do you Have you jumped chest rings?
2: Yes, on... Uh, yeah, on three different uh, manufacturers. So, on uh, Vector and Mirage and
0: Infinity. So, one of Kelly's theories, and I don't, I, not theories, principle is a better statement, <coughs> is if you contour and build a rig to fit the body properly, the chest rings aren't necessary. Mm-hmm. And I firmly believe in that. I love how my rig fits just the way it's contoured. Heath Richardson actually tried the chest rings even though he'd never liked them or preferred them or wanted them, and very quickly sent the rig back to Kelly. Kelly made a deal with him and and got it without chest rings just Mm -hmm. because he doesn't like it that much. Um, I've noticed and heard from some angle flyers, don't know how high end, wondering what you guys have heard out there.
2: This new rig will not have chest rings on it. Why not? Uh, I just feel like with (laughs) the way that that part of the rig moves, especially something that's unique to angle flying on your belly, that uh a lot of people's rigs with chest rings they have a hard time keeping keeping it on their shoulders it wants to kind of move to, to one side or the other mm-hmm. and it seems like the the ring articulation on the on the chest encourages that sort of movement to happen and it doesn't i mean from the s- most of what i've seen it's not like it's a safety issue as much as I'm it's just a comfort issue you. and you look silly with it hanging off the side mm-hmm. of you but uh yeah my, my my new rig won't have chest rings
0: that's exactly. That hits the point on the head. And for years, Kelly didn't offer it. Mm-hmm. People clamored for it, so he eventually offered it. Eventually, Kelly listens to the audience. Begrudgingly.
1: <coughs> Mard. Um, <laughs> m-
0: what's Mard's name? Marjorie. Oh, I want to name it Marjorie. Yeah, we'll get back to that. But
1: uh, <laughs> Gareth, and it's just, this is not VSE speaking, Gareth at Skydive California, Sky Supply, uh-huh. um, he wants us to name it The Tard the tertiary activated reserve deployment and so if it were retrofittable it would be the retired <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh my yeah, that's nice <laughs> that's really offensive
1: and yeah. hilarious that's why i prefaced it with this is not VSC speaking
0: i that, yeah man not yeah <laughs> that's awesome um holy shit um Man, you've lost me again. Retrofittable. (laughs) I'm going to stay lost for a second. Uh, From what I've seen and heard, I don't think there's a plan to retrofit, is there?
1: There is not, Um, which is good and bad. Um, People want it to be retrofittable, but at the same time, the reason why it is not is a legitimate reason. Um, Our plan is for where the current AAD window is to be a MARD window because one of our concerns with current MARD systems is jumpers are relying on having that extra altitude saved, which still is not very much, but if you're relying on it, you're also relying on the MARD system being properly hooked up. Um, and so with our current design, unless something changes, the jumpers will actually be able to check that it is connected.
0: That is one thing that, that I definitely like and I'm attracted to. Nick, you've seen the design, <laughs> and it's nice because you can you can look at it, you can check it, you can inspect your gear... And man, it's sad.
1: But All of you listening just signed an NDA. It, uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's sad, but I don't think that gear inspection window is going to matter as much to the vast majority of people.
2: I just like that it encourages people to know more about their gear. Yeah, you yeah. know, like <laughs> just like what you're saying about how so many people misunderstand mm-hmm. what a skyhook is, what an RSL is. What a, you know, right? It's like how it do you how do you demand a thing that you don't really even yeah, know what it does? That's
1: that is a problem with it um but it does kind of dummy proof it because it will have some sort of indicator like if you open up to do a pin check and there's some red indicator that's like oh shit don't jump this then don't jump it
0: yeah, it's definitely clear as day the the indicator that says don't jump it I yeah mean, i think it literally <laughs> said don't do jump not jump on, yeah, yeah um on it <coughs> um uh, anyways uh trying to make that uh further one of Kelly one of the hang-ups right now is Kelly's time and Nick you kind of ask about the hang-ups they move the ca- the company he's moving his home he's got his family and Kelly has gotten that business to a place where he's not as involved mm-hmm. and that's where he wants to be he wants other people to run it so he can do all his other hobbies yeah. unfortunately they take up the time of the Mard mm-hmm. so uh, just Monday morning before I show up make sure he's ready to talk about Mards good <laughs> that one of my goals is to sit down with him because i know i have no clue how big the factory is i've mm-hmm. never been there i know a lot of you guys i have an mm-hmm. idea I, I got my gist that i don't need a day to visit you Infinity. can count
1: on this many fingers
0: yeah uh, she held up two hands um so i plan on sitting down with kelly at some point like hey dude, what's up with this mark let's figure it out mm-hmm. because back to i don't prefer when i don't want one I love the fact that my friends have a choice of one, and and right. I really like that. Mm-hmm. That's one of the nicest things about Infinity is all the choices and, and options you guys really really give and make. Mm-hmm.
2: Um <coughs> You dying over
0: there? Yeah, I am, man. Uh, so I want to go back to uh, your skydiving career for a little bit, and you've mm-hmm. only got three fifty now jumps ish. Three fifty. Yeah. So you've still got a very short-lived skydiving career. Do you? Mm-hmm. Have, what future do you see yourself for so the skydiving part of what you do?
1: Um. Besides Guys. inflatables. <laughs> yeah. get Taking a little break from inflatables. Um, I would love to, you know, do... And one thing that I do, you ask what I do at Boogies. That's another thing is I try to organize some jumps here and there. Um, mm-hmm. Get people together. I've found I found w- I would like to get into organizing more. Um, and I love flying my parachute. I love canopy piloting. Um, I'm still not on, like, a advanced high-performance canopy yet. But that's kind of, you know... I like learning so much more about that and starting to push those boundaries, um, and that's some where I want to go with that. What do um, you find right now? A saber two one twenty.
0: One twenty. What do you load? Th- this is a nice way to ask a lady her weight. What I do you already load said, that
1: uh, <laughs> like a one three or one four. One
0: three, one four. So no learning by injection here. Have you ever heard <laughs> yes. that before? Yeah.
1: Uh, uh, by insertion.
0: Yeah girls downsizing really quickly cuz their boyfriend's good at parachutes.
1: Beau is my biggest inhibitor to my canopy progression. I tell everybody that.
0: Because <laughs> of the advice he gives or because he slows you down. slows me down.
1: <laughs> cuz he gives me shitty advice. Yeah. Uh, no, it's a, uh, you know, he paces me.
0: So or or so uh, he paces you. And that's smart. It's nice to have somebody. It's very easy. Yeah.
1: I don't think you know, I'm I'm not trying to rap at the downsides or anything like that, but I do agree. And I do see a lot of people like, I need to get smaller, I need to get smaller, I need to get smaller before learning to fly the canopy that they're on. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think he has been good for me in drilling that into my brain of really learn how to fly, make what you're flying fly for you, and then downsize to get the performance.
0: It's so easy for somebody like you who is evolved and around the sport so much because even when you're behind a desk all day long... You're constantly communicating with people. T.J. Langren, really badass campy pilot. I'm sure you have to deal with him on occasion. Um, all, all sorts. of Luke Aikens. Um, uh-huh. Goddamn. There's a whole list of badasses that come through there. Mm-hmm. So you get very quickly caught up in the energy, caught up in the momentum. Bo. Bo points to himself. Bo. I'm so sorry, Bo. Oh, so, oh
1: we forgot about you. <laughs>
0: Who's Bo? Dude, that swoop you had, man, that fucking thing at the uh, Dink Dink Boogie bro we'll talk about you will show you that should video. have seen yeah. his face
1: when he heard you guys on the last on your last podcast yeah when you guys started talking about him he's like
0: hey by the way for that <laughs> swoop bro just one <laughs> second um that was definitely nice um <laughs> i would have found
2: the beer sooner just saying
0: yeah you <laughs> yeah. yeah obviously <laughs> <Blamo> <laughs> yeah, yeah
1: he <laughs> see, cold seeking missile
0: <laughs> there's a beer where's my beer <laughs> yeah Um God damn it! I did it again. Wait, where my brain? Job
1: going? being involved with a bunch of talented canopy. People. Um,
0: it's very easy to get carried away. Fun jumpers, and I see this at SpaceLand a lot. Who jump a lot? Their skill set doesn't necessarily increase as much as their excitement being around people increase. Mm-hmm. So I love the fact that Bo's keeping you in check and keeping you in balance. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm sure it's uh, some of yourself as well. So organizing is your future. It's your. It's a direction you want to go.
1: Here and there, yeah. Um, yeah. I like. One thing that I found in my own progression is, um, because I go to a lot of boogies, um, yeah. I've definitely hit kind of a point where it's like, I can't hop on the shredder jumps and, you know, there's not really like a good organizer base for where I'm at. You know, you kind of have to pull some of the higher level organizers to go on like an intermediate jump, which I always feel bad. Like, oh, you want to do a jump? It's not that fun for you. Um, so I kind of want to like transform that market and, um, actually Katie P is someone who <laughs> <laughs> She's I was so
2: excited for you to bring up <laughs> Katie P. I knew what would happen
1: down the rabbit hole. But um <laughs> she honestly for being as outrageous as she is, she is great for that. Um She's I had an intern uh, in, from France who was mm-hmm. with me at Carolina Fest and you know I'd been telling Katie P that I would I would really like to get into you know people who are like beginning level free flyers not wanting to just like go on the someone's learning to sit fly jump but like you know actually start working on things um but in a fun like goofy way like front flip into a sit and just like where you're doing a lot of things and it's silly and fun not like high pressure um so she put together a fun jump for my intern and that's kind of like what i want to do like even with inflatables you know there's some weird amount of skill involved and a lot of the silly jumps that i try to organize Mm -hmm. like hoop jumps or like sword fights, you know, where there is like some amount of staying on level and, you know, working on different things, but also it being like really silly and crazy and fun and not like, oh God, I'm on this like jump where I have to perform.
0: Have you, uh, I have to show you the picture on the way out just next to Bo on the wall. Did you see next to the bathroom the inflatable jump? Uh-uh. Valerie, my wife, she was on the gator, and we had three inflatable gators on one plane. <laughs> Excellent. And we were trying to build a three-way speed star of gators, which <laughs> each gator had three flyers.
1: That actually takes a lot of skill. It's underrated how much skill that takes. It
0: never. Like, we almost <laughs> had a free fall work. collision. <laughs> yeah. Like, one of the gator's tails hit somebody in the leg as it went boom, flying right uh-huh. by. Yeah, um, that's that's the only contact we had.
1: <laughs> that's uh, I that's another thing with that is I because I've been on so many of those ridiculous jumps. I now like have a list of safety, you know, like a safety checklist for inflatable jumps. And uh, I go over them with people like when they're doing an inflatable jump. And I realized like partway through the last season um, at a couple of different events. It happened like three times. People I've never met wh- who I don't know have any clue how they know who I am uh, <laughs> approached me and asked for safety briefings for rafter inflatable jumps. <laughs> I was like great, that is my reputation but thank you and I will gladly make sure you're safe.
0: She's the blow up doll girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the weirdest advice we got during the ride to altitude on that. A, a girl, I don't know if you know her, Karen Lewis uh, Lou, that is long time mm-hmm. I say long, a while back now videographer she used to jump at Paris mm-hmm. Um, was shooting video of it, and she was telling people, hey, deflate your tail, deflate your tail on the ride up. Mm -hmm. And something that I'm sure you talk about a lot with inflatables is the... They'll explode. Yeah. (laughs) They expand on the ride altitude tremendously. And -hmm. then we found out with an inflatable gator, the tail is a fucking driver across the sky. You have gators tracking across the (laughs) sky is what you have if you don't deflate the tail. (laughs) So, what kind of... Pelican? Swan? Let's go through the rest of the I don't
1: discriminate, you know penises i up there yeah i've done that um a couple eagles some alligators a turtle some sharks a few different sharks an <laughs> orca <laughs> oh an can inflate a <laughs> bowl so <part laughs> of
0: make that motion again <laughs> <laughs>
1: at carolina fest um Wait, part of you know that I've been wanting to get into organizing these silly fun jumps that also like when you're at a boogie like a lot of people want to be jumping with the boogie photographers and things like that and a lot of the ridiculous jumps attract the really good photographers um but so the objective was to get you know some intermediate skydivers on this jump and I bought this giant like rideable bowl inflatable And it ended up being, like, 16 of the best skydivers on the drop zone hopped on the jump. And it was just, like, a bunch of really talented people and then me. Uh, And it turned out KDP was one of them. Uh, It turned out to be pretty ridiculous. They held on to it for a pretty long time upside down being whipped around the sky.
0: Okay, so first of all, if you don't know this, if you jump with an inflatable, this becomes a very quick duh moment, (laughs) but the inflatable is much lighter than your sorry ass. It will be sky upward. You will be (laughs) towards the Earth. People tell me all the time I will ride it upright, and Mm -hmm. good luck. It might last for a second. Um, You're upside down. Did they plan on being upside down with you and their belly to Earth, (laughs) or is everybody upside There were
1: so many people around the ring that the objective was to fly it right side up, holding the ring down, and the bull would be flying up, but it flipped on exit. Bo drag us down. And the whole thing, the exit shots are pretty funny. Norman Kent got some great, like, clicking through the sequence. I just like giggle because it is just mayhem. But the whole, all sixteen people flip on exit.
0: Bo put the fun and funnel. <laughs> Way to go! <laughs> it it really <laughs> is the it really is the inflatable. It doesn't matter who's taking that exit out. They're so hard to keep upright. Oh yeah. We did keep Valerie. Valerie laid on top of the gator, uh-huh. and then we held on to her just and a sci Yeah, yeah and the that's guy that's the strategy. Yeah, the guy was doing that was was my AFF partner full time. That's what we did for a living. So <laughs> I was like look if we can find this. this. But damn, the other two flying around the sky was it was sketchy. It was not mm-hmm. the easiest day. You want to organize and you're really looking more at that mid-level organizing uh, yeah. for free flying.
1: Cuz I don't I mean I'm not a mm. tunnel instructor. I don't know if I'll ever get to the level of being able to <coughs> do high-level organizing, but I do and because I see the void in kind of the mid-level area. I think that's really what I want to help people with.
2: I was gonna ask if you had any tunnel flying experience.
1: Little to none, I did finally cave and uh
2: oh were you boycotting?
1: I was. I was an organic skydiver previously. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: Um <laughs> and uh Pacific Northwest organic. Um <laughs> gluten gluten free? Yeah and vegan free range <laughs> um,
2: pasture raised I was Grass-fed? it was free range skydiving that's <laughs> for sure.
1: Um and but mm-hmm. I did like I said I hit kind of a plateau where I got frustrated um cuz all my friends are going on these ninja shredder jumps now that I you know can't like I can't even go on to try to work on things because it's dangerous you know I can't hop on like a oh you're going on a seven way angle jump I've never tried angles but I'll give it a try um so I finally bought a tunnel package and went to Poland and I used about half of my time um definitely half of like
2: a 10 hour package so you did five Mm -hmm. hours
1: we did all dynamic, so i still didn't really like i definitely learned how to fly the wind and stuff but i didn't necessarily directly work on like head down or anything like that it was all you know kind of working on layouts and stuff like that um it was super fun but it was really an eye opener of how much more money i need to spend (laughs) to get to where i want with the tunnel um but it, and I see how people get addicted to it. Like, being a competitive person, it was like, ooh, I didn't get that that time. Uh, you know, like, you just want to keep working on it again and again. And we were doing, like, an hour and a half a day. And our bodies were tired, but we wanted to keep going.
2: Yeah, that's really exhausting for someone who's not, I mean, just, just like skydiving, I mean, you can be in good skydiving shape in the summer when you're used to doing a bunch of jumps in a day. Mm -hmm. Tunnel flying is the same way where it's like, if you haven't been flying much, and you go and try and do an hour a day, man, Mm -hmm. it's going to wreck you. It's
1: mentally tiring.
2: So, have you flown uh, in the tunnels other than that? Or was that your...
1: I had like two minutes in AFF at Paris. Oh, shit, yeah. And then I did, I think, five minutes uh, at the Ogden Tunnel just once I was visiting Scott. Oh, nice, awesome. uh, from Fluid Wings, and he took us and did some tunnel time, so.
2: You know, the, the tunnel here is a lot nicer than that tunnel.
1: <laughs> and I hear him. I know a guy with an iFlight mm-hmm. Houston hat on. I
2: know a guy. <laughs> you better switch that <laughs> flight,
1: girl. Ah, shoot. I just missed it. <laughs> Actually, it's cheaper for me to to change my flight. It was going to be like $300 if I just miss my flight tomorrow. Kelly, I hope you're listening. Uh, if I just <laughs> miss my flight tomorrow, and book a new one. It's cheaper.
2: Right. What What airline are you on? Alaska. Oh, I don't know anything about them. Mm. Southwest is the best for Southwest,
1: that shit. They, unfortunately, they don't fly into Bend. Oh. Southwest is the best.
0: Fly into Bend? Redmond. Okay. I was like, man, how did I miss that yeah. flight, man? It's, if you
1: type in Bend into like Skyscanner or whatever, it comes up Redmond.
0: Yeah, okay. I, we we're flying into Redmond, and I was pretty stoked that we were that close. I'm like, you oh, can fly so nice. Bend. How the fuck? Man, you cheating yeah. on me.
1: That's what I like... Hmm. Moving to Bend, that was my biggest hesitation was there's not, like, a major airport close. As we mentioned earlier, I lived in Los Angeles for a bit, and I was, like, 15 minutes from LAX, so cheap direct flights to anywhere in the world. Um, LAX. LAX. Um, But an hour drive to anything else you want to do. And... But Bend, I was like hesitant because Portland is three hours away, and I was like, I don't want to have to drive to Portland every time I want to fly out somewhere. Pretty much any time I fly somewhere, I double check like Portland or some other airport to compare prices, and the Redmond airport is maybe like a fifty dollar difference, and it's fifteen minutes from Bend.
0: It was twenty dollars for this trip that we're going on. It was nothing.
1: So worth saving the six hours of driving. (coughs) Yeah,
2: that that was lazy part. You've been in Bend (coughs) for how long?
1: Oh, like a year and a half or so, a little you, over.
2: Do you have like a favorite place in the city or let's say someone like myself was going to travel to Bend? What would be the, the thing to not miss?
1: Um, could
2: be a restaurant, could be a park, could be whatever. What's your favorite thing to do there?
1: Well, do you drink beer? A little bit. <laughs> okay, yeah. uh, Crux Brewery is my favorite brewery probably in the world. Okay, I don't um, drink very
2: much beer, so let's just say someone who... <laughs> Didn't have a lot of drinking experience. <laughs> what beer am I gonna order that's gonna <laughs> knock my socks off?
1: It'll knock your socks off. It's called Freak Cake.
2: Freak Cake. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's <laughs> my favorite list. beer in the that's world. I'm having a Freak Cake. Uh, Coming it's up. It's like
1: yeah. they Crux. They're they're called the Crux Fermentation Project, not Crux Brewery, um, because it's all like really experimental barrel aged stuff. Um, but it is like somehow just slightly above the rest of town. So when you're there and they have this whole outdoor area and like. Cornhole games and stuff on the lawn. Um, there's always people playing outside, and you have a beautiful view of the mountains. It's like the best sunsets in town. So you can sit there, like they have a bunch of food trucks. Um, so get dinner, grab a beer, and like view of the sun setting over the mountains.
2: Okay, I just posted a link to their website in these comments here. So. <laughs> Now it's they official. should be paying me commission. You no, know, you're gonna I should have get to get free beer when I come up there to check out your facility. You're gonna take me to this place. That's the deal.
1: Okay, deal. I'll take you on the back of my scooter.
2: I'm gonna wear it. Can I have a helmet? Yes. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> you have to wear
1: a helmet. Is there a helmet law in
0: Oregon? Yes. It would be best if you weren't wearing one and he and was he wearing was. one.
1: <laughs> yes, we could do that too. <laughs> Fuck,
2: I will ride bitch all day <laughs> like that.
0: While you're wearing that shirt,
1: uh-huh. that, that
0: swimsuit. Oh that my
2: <laughs> god.
1: <laughs> Can we get you a And <laughs> some like rain boots. You, I, I was going to say a big
2: black strap on to wear <laughs> with the jeans, but. <laughs>
1: Have you
0: enough. ever been stopped by somebody with that thinking you were in a shirtless, topless? Like, often. Saying you yeah. Often. You can't be dressed this way. Doug
1: at CSC, like, <laughs> the first time I busted out, because I also, like, I had it under my shirt when I first got it. When it first came out, someone tagged me in it on Facebook, and I was like, ha, 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 I should get that. It's a funny joke. But it was $45, and I was like, too expensive for a joke. But then, like, six more people sent it to me, and I was like, okay, it's fate. I guess I have to get it. Uh, So I got it, and I wore it at Independence Boogie for the first time. And the amount of times Doug, like, did a double take every time I'd pull my shirt up, (laughs) and he was like, ah, like... I can't decide if I like it or not. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, that stuck with me.
0: It's still challenging talking Mm -hmm. to you right now. It's like, from a distance,
1: I do look naked. It's like close up. It's pretty different skin color. But from a distance, it's like, what? Yeah.
0: And when you just lifted up your shirt, all I saw was belly. There's no man. It's. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, she just went straight Jack Burke belly on us. And It was not a pretty sight, man.
2: I <laughs> thought it was beautiful.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Nick. So the two options you mentioned earlier, I wanted to ask about the chest rings. I also <laughs> want to ask about the leg straps. Oh yeah, back to <laughs> back to this rigs. Back to <laughs> this. oh, I, I will. I'll remember this at some point. Leg straps, man. The fucking mm-hmm. leg straps on an infinity rig.
1: They are legitimately mm. comfortable.
0: So what are my
1: options? Uh,
0: like they're curved. They're contoured. The inside out seam, is that on all of them standard and double wide? Is that only on one?
1: On if you get narrow, so everything comes standard, four and a quarter inches wide with the inside out sewn, whatever. Uh and uh with the padding in it. Um and but if you get double wide leg straps, you cannot get the narrow leg pads. So comes standard if you don't get any if you don't change anything. It is four and a quarter inches wide leg pads with the one inch or one and a half inch uh, webbing inside of it. Um, type eight webbing, if you know what that means. And But if you upgrade to double wide leg straps, um, basically that it's the same webbing, um, but it's sewn double uh, on the standard. And then inside of the leg pads, it's just fanned out side by side. So if you can imagine, instead of having, like, that thick of a strap you're sitting on, you have that thick underneath the already, like, pretty cushy padded. Like, I just have single wide, and I think they're super comfortable. Mm -hmm. Um, But the double wide just creates, you know, more of a cushion, and it just gives you so much more, like, input in harness turns and stuff like that.
0: I've always equated it to sit on a 2 by 4 on Mm -hmm. its edge. Mm -hmm. Sit on a 2 by 4 flat.
1: Perfect example.
0: And then sit on a 2 by 6 and the double wide leg pads are sitting on two by sixes. They're super comfy. They're super uh, mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, I, my newest rig has the the standard with. The, is the Curve leg strap available in the double wide or yep. only is, okay. the curve? Goes to everything.
1: Leg pads come standard on all new rigs.
0: And when she says inside out, the, your interior seam, the the seam that runs up against your crotch, is sewn inside out. So there's no binding tape rubbing your junk. Right. Um, I recently heard somebody talk about, like, hey, you ever walk with your rig and it feels like this rubbing around? And, and people all say yes. And it's like, no, it, you don't feel that with that inside out seam. Mm-hmm. No crotch yeah. chafe? No yeah. crotch chafe. Ooh. Well,
1: you still might get, get it, it, it still. For reasons. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I feel itchy.
1: DJ will have it after his doctor's appointment.
2: Oh, yeah, thank you. Can you recommend him? Can I get his number? <laughs>
0: Dude, it's so the medical, not really dwelling on it, but the medical, I've never had a doctor grab my nuts, turn your head and cough. How have you not had that happen? Because none of the doctors do it. I remember the doctor grabbing my balls when I was like six. In high school. I'm talking about for a flight physical, for a flight medical, flight physical for, your, for the FAA. They've never done it. I've heard that some doctors will do it. Well, maybe he's just thorough.
2: Maybe he really wants to make I actually, sure you're doing all right.
0: I actually did ask him. Maybe,
2: uh, maybe they have <laughs> they have an age limit. Have you thought about this? It's not. You're not as young as you used uh, to be. Son? Beard.
0: In my age bracket, he did leave out part of the uh, what do you call that? Not investigation. Um, what's it called? I mean, Your prostate check. Prostate check. Well, what's it called? <laughs> checkup not investigation you're <laughs> physical it. physical yeah you know what i'm talking about anyways when he's inspecting you, I <laughs> how
2: how many different ways are you gonna say yeah so homeboy was looking at your balls yeah we get it
0: <laughs> trying to think of the right word but your look on your face is great i'm just confused. i'm baffled <laughs> i i am too man um uh but yeah they're supposed to apparently stick your finger up your asshole too
2: Oh, you're excited?
0: No, but I asked him. I actually said, "Hey, man, so just hey, curious. man, can you do me a favor?" <laughs> no, no. When he was done, Spit I'm like, "Spit on those fingers." No doctor has ever actually done this before. I've been getting this medical for like 17 years. Just curious, has that changed? And he's like, "No, always supposed to do it. Some people don't. Some people do. Check it out. I'm supposed to do this too, but I promise not to do that one." I'm like, "Yeah, great. Thank you. Well, we're good with that." That was his hand signal for up the up the bum? <laughs> no, he pointed at it on a chart. Like after I asked oh, him, oh, okay. I was like, "Yeah, no, we're supposed to do it, but I skipped that one." Hmm. Mm. So he he uh, missed it. What a letdown. Yeah. So I want to go back to uh the double I lug pass, but I want to ask Riley a question. Uh we've got about 20 minutes left. What is the biggest mistake you've made skydiving? Your biggest fuck-up mistake, whatever you want to call it. Hmm. Bo, think about that next Tuesday, Thursday.
1: I've done a couple dumb things. Um the most recent of which. <laughs> <laughs> Skydance skydiving is on a gun range. Like the landing area backs up to a rifle range. Like a shooting range. Like S-
0: they shooting bang, bang. towards you or away from you?
1: They shoot east west, you land no no no, sorry. Yeah. East west, you land north south. So
0: Behind them. So they're shooting away from you though.
1: And correct. Okay. Um unless you land in their area. Um, and <laughs> or one of them
2: gets real upset and turns yeah. around. <laughs> so
1: <laughs> it's an active gun range. Um, they know parachuting is going on. Uh, I th- I don't know that th- I don't think there ever has been an issue with it, but literally the landing area butts up to where the shooting is, um, and that's the main landing spot. And we did find, and like this sh- is kind of like advice for everyone. It's um, guidance when we were there last weekend. There were a lot of people doing a lot of questionable canopy maneuvers like sashing through the landing pattern and things that just kind of were making me nervous um so a few months ago i was there and i was i was on a faster canopy than the girl i was trailing on base um and she turned and i was just kind of gaining on her like gosh shit i'm getting close i'm getting close and she turned and instead of I, which I should have thought ahead of time, like hitting the brakes and letting her go by or trying to go left around her. When she turned to final, I was like, oh, God, I have to turn now because she turned right in front of me. Um, I was way too high. And at that point, I either had to sashay through the landing area on final or land in the gun range. <coughs> so I did a little of column A and a little column B. I sashayed through the landing area and then stopped like four feet from The barbed wire fence and my brand new canopy went over like over the fence and the lines were the only thing touching the barbed wire and no lines were actually on any of the barbs it was it couldn't have been more perfect for Mm -hmm. how it was the worst landing of my entire life and it was humiliating because my dad who's super against skydiving it was his first time ever seeing me skydive so here i come in for landing (laughs) and oh my god she's going for the gun range um So it was really embarrassing and made me really mad and it was the dumbest landing I've ever had. But it also could not have been more perfect as far as like, poof, stood it up like right on the other side of the fence that could have been really bad.
0: So have people landed in this gun range?
1: I'm sure. Have you ever
0: landed off on a, a odd question or place, but a driving range for a golf course? Anybody?
2: I've landed on a golf course on purpose. Yeah. yeah, if you uh, land on Scott of Mesquite, there's a golf course right next to the drop zone.
0: I'm willing to bet money that anytime you land on a driving range, golfers are going to try to hit you. I would because I've landed on a driving range a couple times. Uh, World Freefall Convention, there was a golf course. If you're exiting a C130, everybody's long, mm-hmm. except for the first two groups, and landing on the driving range or the the uh, mm-hmm. driving range is, is the best option. And the motherfuckers, I want to see that at a gun range. I when <laughs> I'm
1: at a driving range, I try to hit the ball. Picker upper guy. That's like a target. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> they drive the little cart was, with the cage. I was gonna case. say I was gonna
0: say, like, what
2: assholes as you were telling your story, but that yeah. is a great point you
0: brought up. He has a cage.
1: That's
2: true. You got a parachute. Helmets. Yeah.
0: dude you just Should hold have the helmets? Seriously, did they really
2: dr- they really were trying to hit you with golf balls.
0: Yeah, dude, they sucked. Did, I mean, nobody did they, came.
2: Did they yell four at least?
0: Uh, p- some people were, some people weren't. I
2: mean, how many people are hitting golf balls at you? This is insane.
0: Most of them weren't hitting at us. Like a lot of them realized w- we're not in the way, and they're just hitting over there. So you can't tell who. But there's probably three or four guys who decided, hey, look at the skydivers. We're gonna hit golf balls at them. That's kind of awesome. It was, dude. I thought it was fun. It was funny. It was. Uh, thank God they sucked. So it was entertaining. Not not nearly as bad as it could have been. Um, what did you learn? So one of the things you said is maybe I could have done a little bit of this, a little bit What's you should have known.
1: One thing, like the minute I got to the ground was like replaying everything I should have done differently. Um, always, always, always have an out and always be thinking if you're out, um, just in case shit happens, you know, like as I was getting closer to her, I should have been thinking like, what is my out rather than, oh no, please don't turn. Please don't turn. Please don't turn. I should have been thinking like, if she turns, What can I do to avoid having to turn on to final super high?
0: Always having out like when the pilot takes off as he's pulling the plane off the ground, do you know when his one of his most next immediate thoughts is? I'm sure you do.
1: What's my out? (laughs) Where am I going? Where I have to crash land? Yeah.
0: The power goes out right now. Where am I putting it down? Mm The power goes out. Where am I putting it down? From the second you open your canopy to the second you touch the ground, Mm -hmm. if everything stops right now, if the winds pick up right now and I go straight down, where am I landing?
1: And same reason why pilots always fly close to roads.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, it's so funny. People make fun of them for landing on roads. It's like, dude, they're great runways. I yeah, mean, and
1: the fastest way to get emergency help is being close to her on a road.
0: Just don't hit a school crossing sign.
1: Yeah, total your <laughs> airplane.
0: <laughs> Kelly just hit a, uh, a sign with his plane, that sign, so a little bit lost. Um, nothing bad. Stopped landing for lunch, I believe.
1: There's this diner in the middle of the desert in, like, far eastern Oregon. Um. And it's, like, a famous spot, like, pilots will land their planes on the highway there and then, like, pull the plane into the parking lot of the diner and get lunch and then take off. Um, Apparently, there is a school zone sign on that highway. So, apparently, pilots are landing in front of a school. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I don't think they're below 25 miles an hour when they're landing. But, uh, yeah, a little bit of a crosswind, you know, took a bit of a bounce, and as he was coming down from the bounce, wing clip the school zone sign and yeah.
0: Val and I were out to That's dinner and Kelly sent us pictures of that. And Val Val immediately asks, Did he run a stop sign? <laughs> <laughs> so I sent him that message and he goes, Better yet, and sent the picture of the yeah. knocked over fucking school. I zone was sign. so
1: mad he didn't take the school zone sign back when like he would to go pick up his plane on a trailer and I was like, Please get the sign, get the sign, we need that in our shop and he wouldn't do it. It's a trophy. He already broke it down. That's already a felony or something. <laughs> Might as well take it.
0: Man, it uh I'm I'm bummed because I think that was a place we were supposed to go do lunch while I was in town in Kelly's plane mm-hmm. that's now broken. Mm-hmm. So I'm missing my lunch, but he broke a plane. Poor yeah.
1: me. He came out okay. He ended up finding some decent parts.
0: Yeah, he had to he just did a long drive across the country to mm-hmm. do that. So you're back out on the boogie circuit. You're going to do one more. You see a lot of new jumpers. I want to know a couple pieces of advice for new jumpers from you. And one of it is you deal with them buying equipment. Mm-hmm. What should a new jumper look for in equipment, whether it's used or new?
1: Um, I'm always pretty honest with new jumpers as far as, you know, when they come up to me and they're on student status and they're talking about buying a rig, I honestly kind of talk them out of buying a rig Um right away because you know i have had people who are buying a rig before they you know on student status you're jumping like a 280 square foot canopy and then the minute you're off student status you might downsize to like a 190 um and so people are buying rigs for these giant canopies that they're jumping on in aff or you know like just prematurely purchasing a rig before they're on a canopy that you they're going to be on for a long time um, so I always kind of encourage people to get onto a canopy that, cause canopies, I say buy used as long as you can. If there's a great used market for canopies, you know, it, a good condition saber 2 used is going to be as good as a new saber 2, give or take, you know, whatever. Um, but rigs are built to fit you. So once you're on a canopy that you're going to be on for a few hundred jumps, uh, then you want to get a rig to actually fit to your body, um, because there is such a difference in something that fits you rather than jumping Joe Schmo, who doesn't have the same body type as you. Um, honestly, like I jumped Bo's old rig, which fit me pretty well. And then I got my infinity and it was actually built for me. It was like, Whoa, this is legitimately a difference. Um, And so I always encourage that. And also most rigs, like infinities or not, you can have three canopy sizes in them. So build it to your biggest size. And if you are going to be downsizing or you're not, or I even get calls from people upsizing nowadays. um, It's, you know, you have a range of what you can put into a container.
0: So So I want a a more specific question to what you just said, because I hear this a lot in the sport. Um, I'm going to order a rig for a 190 from Manufacture X. And then I'm going to fit a low-bulk 210 in that 190 container. And there's no doubt in my mind that that will fit. Mm -hmm. But there's also no doubt in my mind that a 210 canopy will fit in a 190 container. It's kind of like when I gained weight, I still wore the same clothes. They were just tight. Mm -hmm. Is that a fair statement?
1: Um, It definitely depends on the canopy. Um, If someone is, you know, like a Pulse is a low-bulk mane, um, so... They can put a 210 pulse in a 190 container, um, just fine. Uh, it's about the same, give or take. Um, mm-hmm. So, in most cases, yes, that I would say is fair. But I, I would not get a rig built for a 190 saber 2 and try to stuff a 210 saber 2 in it because you're gonna have a hell of a time packing it, and you're gonna have that pin is gonna be harder to pull.
0: Mm-hmm. And I do think it definitely uh, matters sometimes rig to rig because Mm -hmm. sometimes you'll order that 190 rig and a 210 will fit in at zero issues. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a guy I'm working with Canopy Coaching at the DZ. has a container for a uh, 210. Puts a 230 in it. Fits very comfortably, very smoothly. Mm -hmm. Wants a 260 because he's worried about his landings. And he's Mm -hmm. thinking about upsizing. Just a smart habit for him. And uh, we took a 260 in its deployment bag and squeezed it into his deployment bag. I mean, it was a little fucking work. It was a little jam. Not horrible. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely... Th- there's more range to them is what you're saying than most, most people realize. It's not built for yeah. A size. It's built for three?
1: Well, so like Infinity specifically because that's one I'm obviously the most familiar with. Sure. We build it for the biggest canopy you're going to put in it. So if you are putting a 190 in it, we build it for a 190. And you can't really go up from there comfortably. Um, can you possibly shove a 210 in there? And lengthen the closing loop, you know, like maybe, but generally speaking, mm-hmm. like you don't go above a 190, but you can go down to a 150. So if so I'm ordering 70 or 150.
0: So if I'm ordering my next Infinity, my new Infinity, and I'm thinking I'm going to order it for a 120 to put a 135, a 120, and a 107 in it, mm-hmm. or whatever, um, I need to tell you what I really want right but the, the the big one because if i say 135 it'll fit all those right if i say 120 i might not get a 135 in it correct okay and that's one
1: sh- go ahead as far as new jumper advice too one thing that i see a lot is because container manufacturers lead times like not to name any names some are 22 weeks jumpers are ordering a container and then saying well i'll be able to jump or I'll be able to downsize to a canopy that's going to fit that rig within 22 weeks. So then they're aggressively trying to downsize canopies to f- so that they can fit a canopy in that rig, which I think is bad practice.
2: That's a lot like the mistake of, "Oh, I'm not going to jump this smaller canopy that I'm buying right now. I'm just going to put it in the closet right. and I'll wait sure. till I'm ready," right? Mm-hmm. I'm yeah, that does I'm just going to set
1: happen. this cocaine yeah, right like, here. I'm just going to work to it and and then you're just like you're putting pressure on yourself to jump something you may not be ready for.
0: So, back to the biggest statement you make, then, is when you're talking to new jumpers, you usually push them, say, buy used 1st
1: Mm-hmm. Honestly.
0: I think it's a great statement for all the things you just described. I also think it's, it's a huge help because right now, you're going to take our word on what you want as a new jumper, and there's no doubt you'll get sound advice. There's a lot of great rigs on the on the market, Infinities, Javelins, Vectors, there's all sorts of great Mirage. And um,
1: most will resize harnesses to fit you.
0: At reasonable prices. Yeah. But you really don't know what you want for a container. Mm-hmm. In a couple hundred jumps from now, you're gonna be like, I should've ordered something mm-hmm. else name brand wise. Yeah. So buying your first one used that it's a good idea.
1: Mm-hmm. Um But always buy a new Infinity like twice a year.
2: It's <laughs> good advice. It's
1: great advice. <laughs> Best advice I could get.
0: Dude, uh, I saw Adam's New Infinity recently. Yeah. He sent me pictures of that. Yeah. That is gonna that's gonna be sexy.
1: Yeah, I'm excited.
0: I uh Whatever purse manufacturer logos all over the side, <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm trying to say. Uh-huh. It's not really a purse manufacturer, yeah. just the way he has it logoed
1: it's up. A, it's kind of like a purse. It may or may not be our logo all over the side, but it's a
0: dope purse. Yeah, yeah the, the it's it a dope purse. The rig is a dopest purse. <laughs> um, advice you give a new jumper buy buying containers? Um, what? Man, sorry, you dying again? I'm dying. What'd man. you eat, I'm, dude? I'm having problems. Uh, Indian twice today.
1: Oh, And
0: I have a lot of gas from it. Yeah. I ate Indian. You, you a chicken tikka masala kind of guy? Uh, I am. Uh, Bindi masala. Okay. Um, love paneer. I had paneer for lunch today. Not realizing we're going to have korma <laughs> for dinner tonight. So um, just, dude, my Indian gas right now is, is it, it's tasty. <laughs> it tastes like shit. Good. <laughs> so, Good. Um, we're in a small room. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. It's only belches right now. Good. And you haven't heard any of them. Um, Getting better. You're you're going to uh, you're going to tell them to buy used rig. Now they're going to buy their first new rig. What should they look for in either a new or used rig? People are always asking. I don't know. It's a container. What what do I what do I need to understand?
1: Um, you know what styles of flying they're going to get into. You know, if, if wingsuiting is their goal and they may not be there yet, they may want to consider like dynamic corners or semi-stallless bag. Like our semi-stallless bag is designed so that it kind of stabilizes. As it's coming out of the container, Um, you know, wingsuits may consider like a mud flap hook hook knife mount. Um, If you're free flying, things like having pillow handles or the pud on your pilot chute, stuff like that. So kind of thinking about like what where do you want to take the sport? Um, Because if it's going to be a rig that you have for years, you want it to cater to what flying styles you want to.
0: And some of the things they're going to look at is pin protection. So main mm-hmm. flap, there's two really dominant styles of pin protection. Really, there's only two types I know of, downward and upward closing flaps. Mm-hmm. Do you see pros and cons of either?
1: Um, I, you know, I obviously prefer ours, uh, the downward style, because I see tons of videos that terrify me of people coming out on exit with the up style. Because if you see on the up style, like, yes, if you're flying vertical... Uh, Feet. Feet to earth. Sure, like the wind is not going to open that. But uh, they do kind of like over the pin create like a little. A cup? Bulge. Like a, a cup. bow. And I see that on so many rigs that have the uptuck ones. Yeah. And as people are exiting, just a little brush on the door pops open that flap and just makes you so much more vulnerable to a preemie in my opinion. In oh. my opinion. Yeah.
0: I really prefer the, the downward closing flap, and part of it is is that bow. I, I had mm-hmm. to think of the word myself. You see people knocking it, and the downward closing flaps, they stay so secure mm-hmm. um, as far as they're very snug to the rig. Nick, uh, one of the things you had to get used to jumping Critter's rig was doing a pin check because you had to sneak your finger yeah, in
2: there. Yeah, because it's, so it's a lot more secure back there. Yeah. That's yeah, true, it, it but was, I f- I found a way to wiggle my finger right on right up in there.
0: Yeah, I was watching Close's rig one day. I'm like, "What are you He's doing? doing?" He's like, "I'm figuring out how to make this work for me." I'm like, "Okay," it, and it made sense.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I I like to close it. Uh, let's see. Oh, let me think. Left side first, which I know is backwards, mm-hmm. but uh, I th- when I I like to reach back and check my own pin because I do it a lot of times during a normal uh, plane ride mm-hmm. and several times between when the red light comes on and when I'm getting out of the airplane. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I like to check my own pin. I usually don't ask for a pin check because right. I, want it, I want to feel it. For right? lying on someone else. But I usually close from the bottom up instead of rounding the bridle over top. Mm-hmm. And okay. uh, from this, my right shoulder is a little more limber than my left. And so this is the hand that I reach back. And if I close the flaps with the... Uh, right side first, it puts the edge of the left flap on top. If When I'm reaching back, for people listening, it's probably super confusing, but if I'm reaching with my right hand around, I, I find the edge of the left flap before I run into the pin, and my finger just gets confused about what part I'm actually touching, and the pin's <laughs> further over and a little bit more out of my reach. So if I do those flaps opposite, it actually makes uh, a little bit more room for me to get my finger underneath there, and it puts the pin closer to my hand. So it's uh, still a little easier for me to check. Does that make any sense at all?
0: Kind of. It's uh basically the flat turns into a barrier. So yeah. as he runs his hand in, he he hits a barricade, it's like a dam. Like, oh I gotta go over this. And it's yeah. hard for short guys to go over things. Uh-huh. So <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, <okay. laughs> huge. You I don't know, know what you're talking guy. about. That yeah, yeah, makes sense. Um, <laughs> it's because I'm such a huge guy with these big man hands, yeah. it's hard for me to get them back um, on. So
1: one thing though, I don't know, just specifying uh our flaps are supposed to meet in the middle for those two, the right and left, mm-hmm. rather than overlap. Are you doing like that?
2: the the binding tape is supposed to meet in the yeah. middle, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Cool. Just making sure.
0: And I I don't one of the reasons I like the downward closing flap is it doesn't have to be so thick. The uh, upwards are bowed, so I don't know if you ever notice. I'll reach back and rub my pen. I can actually feel through my, the fabric. Yeah, I can feel my closing loop mm-hmm. through my pen. Now it's a very soft feel. Uh, will, uh, used to make closing loops for me that were thicker. And when they were thicker, I could feel it plain as day, mm-hmm. but I can still feel when I'm not wearing gloves, my closing, my, my, I'm sitting and rubbing my back. Like people yeah. can see this. <laughs> um, uh, I can feel my pin and my closing loop altogether. Um, I leave my bridle just slightly set off to the side so I can feel it. I, I do the top down, but I just leave it slightly offset so I can feel what's going on back there. Um, so you like the downward closing pr- uh, f- uh, thing. The other thing that people look at is riser covers and reserve, and the reserve. Uh, some pilot sheets are exposed all the way. Racer reflex. Um, don't see much of those anymore for some weird reason. <laughs> my uh, first rig was a racer. Um, I went to buy a reflex for my first rig. The drops zone I learned at they were all they all had reflexes. Every instructor. Uh-huh. I walked up to my buddy, Steve Barker. I'm like, yo, man, I'm going to get a reflex. He got me into the in jumping. He's like, dude, get an infinity. I'm like, but you guys all get, wear reflexes. He's like, yeah, look, this is number 002, 003. We were all given to him because they were built here. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and, and really, the guy who was jumping a reflex got me into an infinity. Mm-hmm. Um, partially exposed, for example, wings and javelin, and then mm-hmm. fully enclosed mirage, infinity, vector. Don't know why I can't think of him. Yeah, uh, those little guys. Yeah. What's the difference? What's the pros and cons of pilot shoot design that way?
1: Um, you know, honestly, that's a question that I don't know a lot about. Like, I know that there are some concerns of lines or whatever getting hooked on the, the pop top, mm-hmm. the reserve. Um, you know, I think like Javelin is a perfectly safe system. I think a lot of people's problems with pop tops are ath- aesthetics. Um, to me i i like the smoother look of and every and i like you know everything being in there i'm not worried about like i did see on a friend's javelin recently the some of the pilot chute was like sticking out of the pop top and i'm like i don't i don't want my reserve pilot chute to be catching any air before i want it to be catching air mm-hmm.
0: It's, uh, first of all, people who say there's dangerous rigs out there, then people would be dying. And if people were dying, they wouldn't be sold. Correct. So all these rigs that are on the market are really good, safe, capable rigs. There's a lot of personal preference to it. Absolutely. Um, Personally, I like fully enclosed, uh, partially exposed. It's for me. I'm with you. I don't want any part of my reserve peeking out at all. Mm -hmm. And people I've heard complain it's got to bust through more flaps on your rig than it does on my rig to get out. And that's a very, very fair and valid argument. Mm-hmm. So compress the spring of an Infinity. It is not stronger per se to a Javelin. They're equally strong for their job. Mm-hmm. A Sunpath Path rig has to go through two flaps. An Infinity rig has to go through four flaps. And of course, one is stronger than the other. Mm-hmm. So the the downside of them being in more flaps, man, it's it's a stronger spring. It's going to get through that, man. Uh, The partially exposed, I actually, um, I wrote an article. It's on y'all's website. The partially exposed, uh, you have to put a pop top or a cap on top of the reserve. (laughs) That actually makes the top heavier than the bottom. And the chances of it wanting to tumble in the sky is higher. (laughs) Again, is it that big? No, man. People are safely jumping javelins, one of the most popular rigs on the market for a reason. Right. Fucking super solid rig. Mm-hmm. But having a weight balanced and material balanced pilot chute, the chances of it launching cleaner, more stable is there. So I'm per mm-hmm. I'm I'm partial to fully enclosed because of the lack of a pop top. Mm-hmm. Fully exposed, man, I don't know why they don't exist anymore. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Like you said, (laughs) some things are dangerous. Yeah.
0: Part of it is is the springs are so much weaker because they have no flaps holding them back. The launches were very weak and very poor. Um, If you fire a reserve stable, they're not designed to fire stable, it'll get stuck in the burble of your back. The stronger the spring, the less likely that is to happen. So um, definitely things I like or I, I know about them. And I've got to look, and Nick, you've got to watch some reserve pilot shoots launch in the wind with infinities. They fucking go
2: they get out there yeah
0: they go and and you kind of let the cow of the bag earlier we were blessed to do some testing with kelly in the wind tunnel of um uh, of mards and firing reserves all controlled tethered environment but uh (laughs) it it definitely one of the weirdest things we've got to do yeah but that infinity pilot shoot it catches wind and it goes Mm -hmm. riser covers um Options out there, really, and, and magnetic, not magnetic. I'm not. I'm not going
1: to talk about that. But
0: secondary nut, secondary, and what does that mean? Because a lot of jumpers are lost
1: with that word. Um, that was something that did confuse me for a little while. Being a younger jumper when I got my job was, I would always confuse the two because um, to me, I your secondary riser covers are the ones like basically what's known as your reserve flaps if you're looking at your rig, um, and the primary riser covers. Are the ones over your shoulders. Mm-hmm. Um, which to me, like I said, if I'm looking at it, I'm thinking of like lower level seems whatever, but I would always flip flop them. Um, <laughs> I can't. <okay. laughs> uh, it's what's necessarily like the difference of them or what do you wanna? So,
0: people, first of all, I, how many people have you seen show up? Have you gone to a boogie and seen somebody pack their infinity <laughs> and not realize they have secondary riser covers?
1: Plenty yeah. like it's there are times well and also don't know how to pack them like I'll see them you see one thing that I think does also hurt infinity sales is people not knowing how to pack them because you'll see like those secondary riser covers just folded and wrinkled and I'm like oh, if you just smooth them over your risers it stays nice and pretty informed and like that um, and yeah that's so sometimes I'll see risers over them sometimes I'll see them just folded wrinkled
2: you guys have uh like any videos made about about this very subject?
1: I don't think so. We're that making it could be one. a Good Nick Lot project. That's true. Well. Tr- we're gonna not film right I actually did out. film recently some shots of like mine are gonna look better. We <laughs> that's true. because <laughs> <laughs> uh, we also recommend s- putting the risers side by side just under the secondaries them. rather than stacking them. Um, so I did get s- I filmed a bunch of shots which you could just film better. I'll send you everything I did so that you can do it better. Um of just the little nuances of packing the Infinity, like those side by side and closing that flap over them, um, um, stuff like that.
0: I got to get my model hands ready for you, Nick.
1: Yeah, I painted my nails that day
0: I when we did yeah, that. Why, why, do, why do you think you're packing the parachute? Because Come I on. can't pack. I'm we, Asian. We fold shit.
2: Yeah, Laundry and so origami. So that's why I'm going to have someone good-looking on the camera doing the X. The oh, I'd much rather Your
0: have hand Brian is is
1: there. Your hand is pointing toward me. Yeah, and that hairy <laughs> nipple <laughs> <laughs> looking me in the
2: eyeball right now. Jesus. <laughs> it's like a fish, you know? The it's eyeballs are way out on the sides. The way come she in.
1: rubs it,
0: too, because yeah, like you reach around and armpit.
1: rub it it's the side. It's not, not even wow. weird if it's in my armpit. Jeez, hang on.
2: Do that one more time. I got yeah. Yeah. It one is more. weird. Oh, that's nice.
0: So secondary riser covers are the ones that come off your reserve flap. They come to the side. They cover your riser toggle area instead mm-hmm. of, you know, your riser covers cover the base where they're at, at the three ring. Um... Do I need, do I want secondary riser covers? Do you think they're important? Do you think they're necessary?
1: That's another one I'm somewhat indifferent on. Um, I honestly don't necessarily know the pros and cons. That's not really, like, something that I've has been presented to me as an argument pro <laughs> or against. I've had people voice that they think the secondaries will come out in free fall, and sometimes if if a reserve tray is not fully filled, you know, like... Some pack jobs allow for in certain positions, like those do come out if if air is able to get under. Um but that's I see that very rarely. So
0: it's partially A get the rig packed right by the right riggers, Mm -hmm. uh B fill the rig properly. Um I don't do a lot of angle jumps, so that's where I think some of it happens, but I've never had a cover come open on my rig that's not supposed to. Right. Um but have you ever been in a plane and looked at somebody sitting in front of you and seen part of their brake line Toggle or riser sticking out. Mm -hmm. So there's an argument for secondary riser covers, an argument against them that people will that I hear a lot is they can hang up uh, riser extraction. In other words, one riser can come out slower than the other. Yeah, Um, kind of where Kelly's thought process goes is to geometry. The riser covers are curved on the bottom; they come out a little bit smoother, a little bit more symmetrically. Mm -hmm. So. Um, those are really some, I think, the questions. And I, I had a few, few of my friends ask me. And Bo, we have some canopy questions to ask you uh, in the next couple, d- or in a couple of days. But those are some of the things people wanted to ask about and want to know about a rig from somebody mm-hmm. like you. Um, the last thing I do want to ask you: anything you want to share about your friend, about uh, about Riley, about the sport, about what you've done?
1: Oh gosh, um, I don't know. I'd say just f- the advice I always give anyone is get to know people, like. I was talking to we had an intern recently, and I was giving her. You know, she's super young; she was 18, and I was like, my biggest piece of advice, like when I got this job, I had 200 jumps, but I had gotten to know a lot of pe- know a lot of people in the industry. I made a lot of friends. I was al- at a lot of events. And the more people you know, like it's a small industry, mm-hmm. and everyone's connected. And the more friends you make, and the more connections you build, like you will take you farther in the sport. And I think that's kind of you know like. How I've gotten to be the VSE rep is, you know, just building relationships.
0: Man, you never know, dude. I met we, one of our guests recently, John Walker, when he had 20 jumps, and I could have blown him off as some noob who knew nothing. Mm-hmm. Apparently, I was really nice to him. Turns into be a good buddy and a real badass flyer. Learn, get to know everybody. Give everybody a chance. Yep. Nick and I gave each other a chance, and I'm sorry, Nick. I you hated you immediately. Me, man. Um, I still hate you to this day. <laughs> Nick, <laughs> anything else you got to <laughs> share, buddy?
2: Uh Yes, right here I'm looking at this beautiful flyer, October 20th, hang on, uh-huh. let me get the camera on me, how do I do this, it's a beautiful uh, flyer designed by one uh, Adam Buckner of Option Studios, about the film festival, October 20th, I will be assembling a promotional video shortly, promoting yep. said event at Skydive Spaceland. In Houston. Dallas is doing it again this year, also correct. DBC
0: is helping us in Dallas. Cool, awesome. Um, you will see the flyer up at the drop zone Spaceland Houston this That's weekend. Me. I'll ship them out. You're in there several places. I made places. the flyer twice. You are, uh, you'll see them in Dallas in the next couple of weeks. They will be on our Facebook event <laughs> listing uh, this week. Tomorrow I'll get them all up to date. Thanks to Adam for that banner. Thanks, uh, actually, Infinity Velocity Sports Equipment, 20% off of a rig. And actually, Riley, that cool-ass jersey, not the one you're wearing now, the one you were wearing a minute ago, you threw down and said you want to include one of those to that order. So whoever wins that uh, this year, yeah, there she goes, will win one of those. Nick, you got that music queued up? Yeah, I was
2: just wondering if we're also going to have a swimsuit like that. I could make that
1: happen. (laughs) Yeah, that'll be a personal donation, not through VSC. The Riley Marshall campaign. Hey
0: man, on my reserve flap, when you open it up, it actually has my company logo on it. Mm-hmm. His says something. Is that something anybody can order? Yeah. That's, okay. we could surprise him with something. Dude.
2: Wait, I wasn't paying attention. What'd you say? No. Go nothing. ahead and hit the music. We'll figure this <laughs> out. Eric, Guys, gals, cells.
0: it doesn't matter how you want to customize your rig, it doesn't matter what you want to do. Riley Marshall is the fucking bitch behind the brains. She takes care of business. She makes rigs look sexy. Check her out at the boogie. Check her out at BSE Velocity Sports Equipment. VelocityRigs.com. Mm-hmm. Till then, grab Lab Radio, Blue Skies, SIBO on Thursday! Mm-hmm. And those dimples. I love those dimples.